Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the movie council is now in session. Hello, movie fans, and welcome back to the Movie Council podcast. My name is Tim Sherry. I'm your host tonight, back in the hosting chair after a week's hiatus, and I'm very happy to be back tonight because this is Mark It Down on your calendars, folks. This is episode number 100 of the Movie Hey-o. Council podcast. hey Can you believe it? From fucking the throes of COVID boredom to mm-hmm. two years later and 100 goddamn episodes. This is wild. Congratulations, yeah. boys. Happy, yes, uh, thank you. This is, this is fucking great. Wild, right? Happy to have been this, on this journey with you. Uh, mm-hmm. We got some some festivities tonight. We're going to talk some movies. We're going to do a whole mishmash of things. Uh, and those people that are going to do that with me, I'm going to introduce right now. I'm going to kick it off first off to my COO, my right-hand man, the reigning, defending, best movie guy on the planet. He is the hot shot banker, Mr. Andrew Sherry. What's going on, man? Hey, everyone. Feeling very nostalgic. Should be. So it was. Uh, I, I got to say, it was very lovely having you over for Thanksgiving yesterday. Yeah, Fun. it was. It was wonderful. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, we're recording after Thanksgiving um, and putting out well out putting this out well after Thanksgiving. But um, I'm thankful that we've made it uh, to a hundred episodes here. Wild. I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful to be doing this with you guys. So, really, really good times. Happy. I, I'm shocked that we made it this far. It's been yeah. uh, we've had our bumps, uh, and by bumps yeah. I mean uh, yeah, me. straight, straight me. up teetering on the edge, <laughs> just <of> collapse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, weird looking bumps, uh, let's uh, swing it on <laughs> over to my. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one i gotta give myself pretty good thank you who knows what they are i don't know gotta, gotta, let's swing this on over to our award-winning producer award-winning editor the hardest working man on this podcast he's the chief comedy officer a whole litany of other things over the years but most importantly he is the movie council's daddy my big bro mr dan sherry what's up bud what is going on? I am so excited for episode 100. It's going to be a good night. Um, yeah, and let, let's just do it right away. Hey, everybody that's listening, uh, follow us on social media. You can, we're all over. We're at Movie Council Pod. Hit us up with an email. It's moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. And uh, make sure you follow and rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps us out. We appreciate it. And as you said in the past, anytime you send us an email, we will read it. We, we read all our emails and no matter what. we will respond and get back to you. So, right. yeah, definitely hit us up. Now, I don't know if you guys have like the alerts on for your Instagram, like when we get a new follower or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got one earlier today. Her first name was Stephanie, if you remember. Stephanie with an F. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with the Booker Man earlier. That is a friend of his wife. And I was telling her about the podcast. Now she's a big fan. Boom. Just like and, that. And and she can absolutely get it. Absolutely. Oh, 
smoke and, and we lost another fan. And works. And there's a notification she's no longer following <laughs> yeah. us. Got one, lost one. Just like that. That's like every relationship I've ever you been blew in. it. <laughs> Anyways, I think we're lubed up enough. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. straight to it. Let's swing it on down to Charlotte. Let's talk to my boy, my brother from another mother, the very handsome, the very toit. The very sexual, the very beautifully bearded, smooth-talking Southern gentleman, Mister Marker Bondarau. Talk to me, Goose. What's up, brother? Oh, not much, man. Much appreciated. Thanks for that intro. I uh, busted out the good booze tonight to celebration. Mm. Drinking the good scotch, the good shit. So uh, ready to talk some movies and just kind of celebrate, shoot the shit with you guys. You love scotch, don't you? I love scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. <laughs> Down in my belly. Here it goes. DP got to try that Widow Jane stuff that I was telling, I've been yeah. telling you about. We drank a little bit of last night. It's, it's really lovely. Again, oh, if anybody from the Widow Jane company is very lovely. Yeah, I do. Mm-mm-mm. I do apologize for you know a few weeks ago referring to Widow Jane bourbon as the same thing as drinking Jesus's jizz. I am sorry about that. You know that I, hey, you weren't I mean wrong. It. I mean it. I mean it. But it was. I mean, maybe it was a tinge off color to say that. Maybe just a tinge. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe that's that's me. But anyways, uh, being that this is a very, very special episode tonight, we had to have a very, very special guest. He has been on with us before. He is uh, he is a guy that he he runs in all the the big Hollywood circles. He's a he's a big swinging dick. Uh, I don't know. I made that part up. But what he is, he is the movie. Council's boots on the ground, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Andrew Harvey. Welcome back, my man. How are you? Woo! Thank you, sir. Good, man. I uh, I couldn't miss the 100th episode, so I feel honored to be invited back on as a guest for the 100th. I also, I wasn't sure of this, but I looked up when the first time was I came on, and it's mm-hmm. blowing my mind that it was almost two years ago. Holy really? shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> January 2021. I thought, it, I yeah. swear, I thought it was like yeah. a year ago, max. So, yeah. uh Damn. You know, props to you guys that you still have this going on because mm-hmm. years later. Yeah, we started. Episodes. We started what summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's late spring, yeah. early summer, something like that. So yeah, it's it's been a wild ride, my man. Um, yeah. Happy to have you here. Um, we're gonna get into you know whatever hijinks you're getting yourself up to these days. But I want to. Is that a word? Hijinks? Did I just? Yeah, it's, it's it's yeah, I still yeah. use it. Do I use it correctly? Yeah, I, I'm constantly <laughs> doing hijinks. Oh, okay. It's kind of right. my thing, actually. I had a quick question, <laughs> Andrew. We are going to get into that stuff. I had a quick question for it's you. And, and mm-hmm. DP, I might need your, your backup on this. Andrew, mm. do, do you do you know Grieg? Grieg? Greg? Greg? Grog? Grieg? Grog? Frazier? Greg? Yeah, I don't th- the cinematographer. The DP. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> shit. So I happen to be looking up Grieg. Greg? Dan? Is it Greg? Greg. Grog? It's, it's spelled Greek, but he pronounces it Greg. Okay, Greg. Okay. just oh, Greg. Damn it! Yeah. It's just fucking. Yeah. Greg. All right, joke's gonna, over. Yeah, I'm gonna pretend <laughs> I didn't hear that. But yeah, I, I happen to look. He's done a number of movies for Annapurna. Yeah, like yeah. he did like Vice and Zero Dark Thirty, and I think Killing Them Softly. Mm-hmm. So have you yeah. ever worked with Greg, 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 whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh I mean, my he's, God. After all he's, this time, it's been a like running it. joke for TW that he can't pronounce his yeah. name, and he really can't. So it's like one of uh, one of the, these guys like picked him as like one of their favorite cinematographers or something. Yeah, or maybe he's he like an honorary mention. He did do. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Which is a very good pick as the best of it, because in my opinion, he's probably the best in the business. Well, outside of Roger Deakins, but yeah. he's he's yeah, he's top notch. But yeah, 
as far as I know, I mean, we all called him Greg, you know, Greg. Yeah. maybe, Ooh. maybe there's he just never corrected you. Greg Fraser. It's actually Greg Yeah. I'm pretty sure at the Oscars when he was nominated, they called him Greg, but I'm still yeah. not. Yeah. I just, I'm not going down that path. But, yeah. So, you know, him, you know, him personally. Well, I, I've met him a handful of times, but okay. I wouldn't say I know him personally. Right. Yeah. Back on the old Annapurna movies. I mean, and, but like I say, he's, you know, he's top notch. He's top yeah. of the business. Yeah, I think oh, he does sure. all of um, Denise's movie. You know, I think he did Sicario mm-hmm. and um, mm. all the, you know, obviously Blade Runner, but all of his previous films as well. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah he's. Cool. I think he's kind of he's touted as sort of like the next Roger Deakins because Deakins is older. You know, he's he's still working, but he'll probably start fading out. Yeah, Deakins Greg is in the seventies. Kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is cool. Well, those guys are really cool. I met Roger Deakins once too on the Coen Brothers Hail Mary set or uh hail caesar set mm-hmm. and uh that was wild because you meet like guys like deacons or you know that's like bigger than meeting you know big a-list celebrities yeah, yeah. Like a living level, right. oh yeah yeah totally you see I him mean, you're like oh wow i mean <laughs> we're going back i mean deacons did shawshank for christ's sakes i mean we're, we're going way back with him he's been he's been a staple for a number of decades so yeah i yeah. think great i mean if you look i mean even the some of the shots of dune and 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 he did the Batman. Which the I, I Batman. Thought, yeah, I thought it was yeah, that, yeah, yeah. chase scene with with the car upside oh, down and I still get chills oh, yeah. thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, Beautiful, beautifully yeah, yeah, yeah. shot. Yeah. So, anyways, well, I'm happy you know our our boy Greg or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> Greg, um, I guess. Yeah. Damn funny. it! I'm just gonna have to say Greg every uh, time now. <laughs> can I can I tell you guys something real quick that's going on with me? Something a movie that I watched hmm. the other day that's it's messing with me a little bit. And then Andrew, we're gonna get into you know whatever whatever the fuck you're doing. Um, we're gonna do that in a minute, right? But <laughs> I watched this movie the other day, right? Because you know we've been talking about compiling our top ten lists uh, for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, watched, I finally got around to watching Top Gun Maverick. Uh, we can get into that. Oh, hey yo. Um, but I was looking at like, all the like the highest rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes for 2022. And one of them was this movie called Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Um, hmm. It's like 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, right? So it's it's, em, it's, em, it's like it's like a rom-com or, or something to that effect. But I watched it the other day. Just I was bored just watching a movie. Emma Thompson is the lead and she's in it. I forget the guy that's in it with her. She basically plays this woman who's widowed and um, hires a, a sex worker to explore this other side of her. Cause you know, she was with one dude her whole life and it was uh, not noteworthy apparently the whole time. And so um, I just want to throw this out there. Now I'm not, I'm not suggesting anybody see this movie because it is kind of like a, I don't know, a little, a little chickish, um, mm-hmm. but just throwing this out there. 63-year-old Emma Thompson in this movie, full frontal. Full frontal. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Remind me again, say, who's Emma Thompson? She's been in like a million things. She's been around. All right, let me give it a quick look. Google. her up. 63 mm. years old, surprisingly perky. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm just no, saying. British actress. You, yeah, it's free on Hulu. Uh, so I'll just say it's a British movie because he's the guy that's in it. It's basically just her and him almost the whole movie. There's a another scene at the end with some other people. But um, it, honestly, it's not it's not a bad flick. I recommend it, especially a few months from now. Uh, <laughs> I was actually thinking how funny it would be like a few months from now around Valentine's Day. And you're like, hey, sweetheart, we're going to watch this movie, this rom-com on Hulu. It's free. And like the whole thing goes through and then suddenly full frontal at the end. Uh-huh. Like, that's just going to be a weird <laughs> Valentine's Day moment <laughs> for you and your significant other. 
it's like mm, this was really great up until right now so um anyways it's just a quick recommendation for for a movie you y'all want to watch or or not i just thought it's oh goodness give, give you guys, give As, you guys I, now i recognize the thumbnail now i just pulled that up and i remember seeing it uh aj did you say hulu is that where you what it was floating around so. on? it is free on hulu yeah yeah hulu. that's where i watched it so just uh gotcha. you know, just throwing it out there so anyways uh, so yeah, Andrew, it's been a while. So, so you were on it two years ago, then you were on it one other time, right? Yeah, two? yeah. Although Sorry, I can't remember okay. the second time. I think it was after Vancouver. Yes. And like before mm-hmm. I went back to LA. So it would have been like summer, early summer, yeah. late spring 2021. So but you it was were, yeah. Go ahead, Mark, was sir. it after uh sorry, was it after uh you had uh, corner office because I think we yeah briefly they had wrapped on corner office right so, and yeah. he was back and told us about and it and I and I think I had watched it at that point too because then you had told yeah. us like hey, I'm going to Tribeca and then yeah we said all right we got to get you back on here after Tribeca yeah but Tri- Tribeca was a while ago right that was like in June just, 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 yeah June was it was it okay. was mid June uh this yeah this year um which is corner is funny this if this gives you any idea about the process of like a film we started talking about corner office the first time i came on two years ago yeah giving is just yeah. still i mean that can that, that's pretty normal well especially for kind of like smaller indie projects where there's no guaranteed like yeah. distribution or release plan you uh-huh. know and you hope to get a, de- a sale out of it or take it to the festivals um but the post process took a little bit longer than normal and then it didn't get into Sundance or some of the bigger festivals that are earlier in the year. So because it didn't get into those and you're kind of like, well, do we wait and resubmit it for next year? Or, you know, do you put it in another prominent festival and Tribeca reached out mm. and they wanted to make it one of their, you know, spotlight films, you know, like mm. one of their main kind of showcase projects. And Tribeca is pretty big. It's not, you know, it's not Sundance. It's not Berlin. It's not, you know, the big ones, it but it's right underneath it's, it. You know, it's, and it's in New mm-hmm. York. Yeah, in Tribeca, New York City. Uh, it's kind of weird. It's spread out. Like, there's a ton of venues, obviously, but they're spread out all over the city. <laughs> so it doesn't, like, the one cool thing about some of the bigger festivals that can be really close together, you know, like Cannes is not far from each other, like Berlin, similar. Sundance is obviously just, like, Main Street of uh, Park City, you know, so it's a small mountain town. Um, Telluride's the same way in Colorado. But it's, uh, it, that, it's spread out a bit, but there are a couple, like, kind of main stages and theaters that they uh played different films at um but it was cool because i had not been to a festival since you know covid so this is the first time back to like an in-person um bigger festival and uh ran around but they gave us a pretty good slot and so yeah we did the whole kind of premiere and again it's not as like bougie it's not as like you know paparazzi around um but mm-hmm. our our whole our whole cast came. I mean, pretty much the main the main team, and so nice. it was a pretty big pretty big deal to premiere it there, and then as well for the festival. You know, they really liked having us there. Um, but the other cool part was, you know, one of the more fun parts is you're also if you have an industry badge, you could run around and see all the other movies that are coming out. Um, some you know you may never may never see the light of day, or some you know will just you'll find it buried somewhere on a streamer. But like BJ Novak direct, I I'm forgetting the name of it, but he directed a film that played there. Vengeance. Um, Vengeance. Yes. Yeah. We actually yeah. we reviewed that. We on the reviewed show. that. On oh, the did show. you? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. It was, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I know Real it got picked movie. up by a streamer, but um, yeah, uh, Peacock, Peacock picked it up. Yeah. Peacock. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It it premiered. Uh, 
at that premiered at Tribeca as well, uh, like a week after us. And I wanted mm-hmm. to go make it, but I, I ended up leaving New York at that point. Yeah. But it's funny, Peacock, that, that would make sense because NBC, which runs The Office, you know, yeah. BJ Novak could a be relationship able to with BJ. Yeah. Yeah. Anything he wants to do. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was a lot of fun, you know, running around and meeting with people and the whole festival was great. It played really well. Again, the whole cast showed up, which sometimes can be rare for some of these like kind of mid-major festivals, you know, not quite top of the line. But right. I think because it was the premiere, it helped. And so, uh, yeah, everyone showed up. Um, it played well. You know, the audience loved it. You know, it's hard to tell because no matter what you're premiering, people who are going to be there are going to like it right. <laughs> for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. And then we had an after party not far down the street, which is fun. That's always the second best part because then it's right. just open bar and free food and <laughs> stars go. And then they have like festivals like Tribeca has got a relationship with like film school kids. And so they like bring a lot of mm-hmm. kids who are in film school and like allow them like into the premiere. And then they bring them to the after party for like to ask questions and do all that kind of stuff. Um, nice. But it was cool. We didn't have a sale on it at the time. So what you hope is that it comes out and then people get into the negotiation room and then you make a deal with a distributor and at that point, you have a sales agent on board. So we had a sales agent who worked at United Talent Agency, UTA, which is like one of the mm-hmm. big three. Yeah. Um, and so he was on. And then we had hoped there was interest from like Hulu and Fox Searchlight for a little bit. But unfortunately, no deals really formulated that night. And the reviews weren't weren't the best. Didn't fall in our favor. In fact, it's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. The reviews are not very positive. <laughs> Rotten really? Tomatoes has <laughs> gotten decimated, but I, I, uh, I mean, it's a good movie. Like Marky Watson, I liked it. Yeah. I generally did. Yeah. Well, there uh, were there were there's not. I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. There weren't many reviews so far, but it was at like seventeen percent. Yeah. Oh, wow, that low. Uh, but it's, mm, I, I think yeah. it only said there were like eight reviews or something like that. So yeah, still got a long way to go. It's all all critic reviews, um, and I see where a lot of them are kind of coming from in in certain cases, um, but. You know, I don't know. I'm proud of it. I liked it. Marky saw it. It's cool. We'll see. But we have a um another the sales company sold it to another sales company that sells to like the world. So there's this company called VMI, and VMI does a lot Mm -hmm. of like sales and distribution for like indies, you know, smaller projects, films that you'll pull up and you'll see on premium VOD that you can rent or buy, um, and stuff that will eventually come out on certain streamers. So it will be like a day and day release, a day and date release, which means They'll do like one day in a theater and the same day they'll do it. They'll drop it on a streamer. Um, but if the demand's not quite there in terms of selling the movie to different territories around the world, then they they may not do that. And they'll just drop it on premium VOD, which is where, you know, you could look it up and rent it on all the yeah. major platforms. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I was really hoping for Hulu and Fox Searchlight. I mean, some early gossip, those guys, the guys I were, the guys kind of running the charge on that end that we worked with. Um, you know, there was a lot of battles, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of a lot of along the way, there was a lot of opportunity to like maybe get a better situation. But, you know, you just don't know. I mean, when you kind of take it to a festival and you're hoping that buyers and reviews and people will want to jump on it positively and get behind it, you're kind of rolling the dice. Sometimes you could pre-sell a movie before anyone sees it. And our hope was that like a Netflix would buy it from us. Um, but it will get licensed to them eventually, but at uh-huh. this point, it's we're still we're still kind of out in the market. But the sales company has a heavy presence in, you know, all the major festivals. So, 
it'll end up somewhere, but we are still in that stage of talking about still waiting for it to kind of get out there. Mm -hmm. I've, got a, I've got a question for you um, on different streaming services, maybe more like Hulu. I mean, cause well, how do, how do like shitty movies, like so many shitty movies get onto things like <laughs> Hulu and Amazon? You know what I mean? Like right. do, oh, totally. do they, do they buy them like as a bundle? Like I'll sell you 15 movies for uh yeah, you know 10 right. grand it's like the bargain bin yeah yeah if like you want how... this movie you gotta take these other five right <laughs> right <laughs> i mean i don't they i wouldn't surprise me if that does happen yeah. but I and they're all they starring do. nicholas cage <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it is it is weird <laughs> oh yeah totally i mean i think some are like those are probably licensed so they're already put out on premium vod so huh. where you have to go on and rent those movies. And once the buyer or the distributor recoups a certain amount of money, they'll then start releasing it onto streaming platforms that the streaming platforms will license. And how the licensing deals in terms of what they pay and is it like per viewership, you know, what per, what the royalties are, I'm not quite sure. But yeah, you'll you'll find little things that will end up on random streamers for free or for rent, um, just depending. Like, it'll have us run on Amazon, and then in a year later, it'll get licensed to right. Hulu, and then go on from there. But they do, I mean, the hope is, and what people want often is that whoever the streamer is that buys it, they buy it outright and own it. So you recoup your budget, and you recoup your investment, and then it stays on their platform, and then they license it out when they want to. Gotcha. Um, depending on how it, uh, how it goes. And, like, I know an example is... Um, you guys, we talked about this a little bit, or I think you guys did without me back in the day, but my friend's film, Blow the Man Down, mm -hmm. that was on Amazon. That was my friend Danielle and her writer and directing partner, and they premiered it at Tribeca, and they took it there, and uh, they won, like, best original screenplay for it, and Not ended up, Amazon right. bought it, and so it was on Amazon forever, you know, but now right. I think you can watch it on other platforms, or maybe eventually they put it back, so you have to rent it off Amazon. But It might be for rent now, yeah, money. Mm -hmm. yeah um so when like when when somebody does buy it out of a festival like amazon bought that one out of the festival they i'm assuming uh buy it at a price to where the filmmakers make a profit then right like it's not you, yeah, you said well, something like recouping their budget and their expenses like but there's a profit to be made there too right totally yeah the pro the profit would come in probably down the line in what's called like kind of just the financial waterfall in terms of like an independent movie like that probably had outside investors. Uh -huh. And so those outside investors, when you sell the movie, you just hope to first start by making them whole, which uh -huh. is, you know, getting them paid back. And then they're the first ones to recoup percentages of the profit off the top because they're putting the money into it. Right. You know, it, it goes down the waterfall in terms of how the money is recouped quite a ways before it hits the director and the writer and the producer. Um, but that oftentimes you don't see profits in terms of independent film that often, you know, it's actually pretty rare, really? but if you do mm -hmm. see profit, if you know, you make a movie for $3 million and Netflix buys it for 10 million, obviously mm -hmm. you're going to be sitting right. pretty. So it's royalties down the road can pay off based on licensing. And like, you know, as the movie goes down, you get royalties on that, but it's not, it's not a lot. It's not a ton unless you make, a really clever, good indie project that blows up at sure. a festival and Apple buys it for 15 million. But um, I would say Danielle, my friend Danielle, who did book, I don't know the numbers, but I think they made it for like 1.8 million. Mm -hmm. oh. And I can't remember what they sold it for, but I'm sure she probably saw a little bit of it. 
but you you primarily want to get your fees up front so you get your fees and that's kind of what your payday is anything else after that is for the most part just kind of extra and but now she's crushing it apple tv signed her to like a deal to do a tv series wow mm-hmm. she shot another movie overseas currently like she's lining up projects and they're opening the checkbook for her so nice. that the, the long term you know aspect of that's the, that's the like, payoff is yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't not surprised that movie's incredible yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah, all loved it so yeah that, that's that's in the vault um yeah that's, uh, it is. that's a that's a really really great flick so. andrew if you, if you remember uh if it's been a while since it's been on but the vault is what we refer to as a movie that we all unanimously agree kicks ass and mm-hmm. the, the vault stands for the uh as the doomsday bunker right that's where it's uh or no bunker movies is what we do yeah independently the vault right. is a uh collective yeah collective i think the bunker on. was when i was on mm-hmm. second time yeah we talked about yeah, top yeah. five yeah yeah or something which is fun yeah the vault so i remember you guys talk about tapping into the vault but you haven't yeah. done that in a while. <laughs> yeah, we we were gonna we were we were actually thinking about doing it for tonight. But I, I mentioned we're gonna do a top ten best movies of the year. I think those those two kind of might kind of climb on each other because you know normally we talk about movies that we all unanimously agree kick ass exactly, but also movies that we've discussed on the show. So you know, like we could just sit there and go, well, you know, Predator kicks ass, right? <laughs> All mm-hmm. of us agree with that, but we've never really discussed it on the show, so we don't usually, you know, Got throw it. movies like. So I was just afraid that maybe it would be too much of the same a couple weeks from now when we did our top mm-hmm. ten. So. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, right. we'll get yeah. back. I was thinking maybe sometime in the spring we'll go back to the vault. Yeah, yeah. especially because yeah. the this year we really did focus on a lot of new movies as yeah. well. So yeah. mm-hmm. like most episodes are about movies that mm-hmm. came out in 2022. So. Yeah. Yeah, and then try, and try a little different tactic. And then yeah. Andrew, also, uh, if we all unanimously unanimously agree that a movie is the absolute shits, we throw it into the Mystic River. That's what. That's <laughs> oh what, yeah. That's what, when, it's, when it's, it's a hot, steamy piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it gets thrown in the Mystic River, and the director looks at it and goes, "Is that my movie in there?" <laughs> oh, man. I'm very oh, nice, excited Steve. to hear which uh, which area corner office is going to end up in. I'm very excited for you guys to see no. this. I'm very excited for you guys to see this movie. I'm nervous. We'll, we'll, we'll be honest. Don't worry. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're anything if not honest. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I mean that uh, if you're looking at our you know last hundred episodes, that episode. Is a classic right there. That's, the uh, Mystic know, River. That, that episode can go into the vault. Yeah, the vault <laughs> episode should go into the vault. Absolutely. There are certain episodes that there. Well, it doesn't have to be just movies because I'm pretty sure DP put Michael Fassbender's penis into the vault. Oh yes, oh, I fairly certain. Well, at least I so, wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, among other places, he but. couldn't keep it out of his mouth. That's the reason it never made it to the vault. Wow. Well, oh. So uh, try back. Yeah, I do have another. I have another uh, festival question for you. Um, How how does a movie that uh, someone has made get to one festival Mm. over the other? You had said that you know you submit it. So do you send this to like a a governing body at these different festivals, and then they watch it and they say like "fuck off" or "come on"? Yeah, basically, it's kind. It's funny actually because there's a lot of strategy that goes into what festivals you want to premiere a movie at. Like what will have the best potential buyer. You know, like certain festivals kind of showcase different things in a way. You know, Sundance is obviously mm-hmm. like 
the hit independent crowd, you know, which is not even really independent because they're buying and selling movies there now for $15 million that end up on Netflix. But like Khan is very prestigious and very like Academy Award or they're going to win the foreign Academy Awards. And then Mm -hmm. Berlin, you know, there's a really big market at Berlin. So there's a lot more deals that go on back and forth. So it depends if you're fully independent and you think it's good enough and you're trying to get it into the top festivals, you could just submit it yourself, like you say, to a body, a governing body and they review it and they get, they get back to you. But, you know, there's 20,000 movies that get submitted and they only accept a few hundred. So it's got to be really good or you got to have an in. What a lot of people will also do is they'll set up screenings of the film for sales agents and sales agents will take a look at it and be like, OK, I want to sign on to sell this movie for you we should take it to X, Y, or Z, you know, whichever festivals and they could find a way to get it in. Or there's a certain strategy on how they think the movie's either best going to sell or what festival will showcase it the best. So on and mm-hmm. so forth. Um, so we, I don't believe we had an agent at the time of submitting to the Sundances of the world, but I think Tribeca caught wind of it and, you know, we sent it to them and they viewed it and they were just like, Oh, this is great. We would love to make this one of our big movies. And again, Tribeca is not, it's not the cream of the crop, but it is a mm-hmm. big and respected festival. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've heard of it and I don't know shit. Yeah, we, we definitely wanted to take it. Um, but yeah, that is, that's, that's pretty much how you do it. Um, and then uh, clearly like big companies like Annapurna, you know, all of our films were like re- theatrical releases. But if we wanted to have a good um, premiere to start the buzz and start the chatting and get the critics behind it, you would premiere it at a select festival. You know, like Foxcatcher, oh. I believe, went to Cannes and, um, you know, it didn't, it was always going to get a theatrical release and get put out there, but they'll do it purely for publicity and uh, critical right. review. I think, Gr- I think Grieg might've done Foxcatcher also, by the way. He did. Yeah, okay. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm obsessed with him, clearly. I mean, um, AJ, did you have a question? Yeah, AJ has something. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, where would you classify? Because the, the other week we were talking about Venice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Venice is up there. Yeah. What would you classify that? Like Sundance is the indie and Cannes, the more prestigious, whatever. What, what would you, what would you kind of rank or classify Venice as a? Festival? Uh, Venice, in my opinion, is kind of right in between the two, but it's a bit of like any good movies going to play at Venice. Like I don't think there's much of a, yeah, like a name. It's like if you're playing at Venice, you're going to be playing at a. It's almost like a Tribeca. It's like a better version of Tribeca. Right. Um, is, it, is it? Is it like sort of like? kicking off like a, an award season sort of yeah yeah actually thing. yeah totally yeah and it's there got a lot of there were a lot of big films big on, on it yeah like there were a bunch there were a bunch of wait sorry cut out there right there okay yeah. sorry there were a bunch of great films that that went to venice like you know, mm. banshees of inner sharon and that's right tar, the whale and tar and the whale and right. uh, i mean Aaron, yeah so it's aronofsky and mcdonough and um you know todd fields and all these all these like you know so uh, that's kind of a question in itself then like what why would aronofsky or martin mcdonough choose to go to venice as opposed to Cannes? because i would imagine they could go to Mm, either one right yeah Yeah, i i don't have the correct answer but i'll say that's probably it um they could probably go to Cannes if they wanted to but as we were mm-hmm. saying before, like the strategy may not have been the best. It might not have been the best festival for it. So mm-hmm. Venice, I think, is very much like a showcase festival. And it's like you said, it's like these are all movies that are going to be getting theatrical releases. They're already owned by big distributors. So they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, put it into one of those festivals for the buzz and the hype. 
and perhaps doing it at Venice would be the better choice than Cannes because Cannes is still a bit of a prestigious like competition too. You know, everyone wants to win. I mean, people want to win Venice too, and they want to win Berlin, but um, Cannes I think feel like is a little more like awardsy. Yeah, because Venice... they talk. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Venice is no, talking no. about Fraser for like uh, Brenda Fraser for like best actor and. Kate Blanchett for Tar for you know, so it seems like very awardy. Yeah, they're trying to set them up for awards. Yeah, no, totally, and at a hundred percent, that's probably what they're trying to do with some of these. Mm. And then they'll keep that rolling all the way through the year, you know, or whenever until you start getting into the heavy award season, which is around now. You mm. know, um, when people start talking about it and pushing the campaigns, and you know, oh, yeah, going going from there, and yeah, see what happens by. I don't. When when is the Academy Awards? End of January, early February, something mm-hmm. like that. That's when they yeah. yeah. That's when they cut it off. I don't think they do the ceremony until what, like April or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something right. weird. But right. uh, I mean, I usually follow the awards like as they're going. You know, like mm-hmm. um, like because we've talked about this. Every major metropolitan city in this country has some type of critic circle award. Like mm-hmm. right. Kansas LA City. Every city. Yeah. And so I follow yeah. those throughout the award season. I kind of track like who's winning what. Um they and I think those generally they those first begin like at the very end of the year. So yeah. Um, but they still take movies that don't open till January. Like, you know, because if they were if they opened in, you know, you know, bum fuck Utah for like one day right. this year then they technically can 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 go on. So right. But to Andrew's point, it's like where you launch your film, right? If you're looking to mm-hmm. to get it into the awards conversations, like where do you where do you launch it? Where do you make it like the big splash? Right. Totally. And and they they also look at they're going up against other films too. So if mm. there's something that's going to steal the thunder at Cannes, oh, right. then maybe that right. makes sense to have Venice. Away from yeah. That. Totally. yeah. And and it brings about, you know, they could slap those emblems on their you know their key art and their posters and commercials. Yeah, those those little oh, like, yeah. those little leaf medals like winner of such and such. Yeah, like palm palm door or whatever. Can yeah. is the big yeah. You know, oh, the yeah. grand jury prize at Sundance hmm. and yeah. You know. I like to imagine that Aronofsky went to Can one time and he got into a fight with a bellhop and he's like, I'm never fucking coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Which weird, I'm very excited to see guy. the whale. I can't yeah, wait to see too. the whale. Weird guys. Mm. So, yeah. um, so Andrew, you so obviously, can I ask you a quick question about Tribeca? Mm-hmm. Then we'll move on because every yeah. time I hear festival, like, what is what's like the vibe? Like, is like a huge area like that they they like physical area that they rope off to do this whole thing? There's a bunch of theaters. Are there are there people like on fucking stilts walking around? <laughs> You're thinking of yeah, is there, like hot dog? <laughs> You're thinking like carnival? Yeah, <laughs> hot dog vendors. Carnival. And then, yeah, I think then, I think of the Ringling you can, Brothers. You can play, <laughs> you can play cornhole and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it like that? I mean, you you get a you definitely get festival is true, and that you get a festival vibe at mm. certain. It depends, you know, like can it's bougie and it's you know velvet ropes and carpets and everyone yeah. in tuxedos. Oh, right, right. Sundance, it's everyone in you know winter gear because it's normally snowing a foot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, small Main Street of Park City yeah. and you know a couple theaters. Mm. Uh, but it depends yeah. like Tribeca very like you know very New York I mean it, it doesn't feel it's kind of weird because it doesn't feel like you're at a festival because you're in New York City and like mm-hmm. New York it's already feels like you're a part of like the scene you know in a way mm-hmm. and so 
when you're there, there's it's more spread out. And there's a bunch of different theaters. But when you're at the actual theater, yeah, they have it roped off. There'll be and remember, like people could go. You could buy tickets. Like people could find right. tickets and get into mm-hmm. screening. So it's not just industry people. It's a little tougher if it's a premiere. That's primarily like industry people. But um, they they usually play the film like four or five different times at the same festival for people to buy tickets and just go see it. Oh. Um, but in this one, yeah, in this one, it was a little less kind of you know film festivaly than I thought. But again, I think it's because it's more like you're just already in New York City and people in the industry already live there and people are just like walking out of their apartment to go to whatever movies they worked on. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was, I mean, you know, they had a red carpet, they had the whole thing and then the after party is always fun. I like the smaller festivals, like the Sundance's Telluride uh, because again, it's like you're in a small town kind of vibe and everyone just packs into whatever the theater is, the restaurant. Which sounds really cool. It seems really like they're at the festival. Yeah. Whereas New York, like 80% of the people you see are just, you know, off doing their own thing. Totally. Right. Or yeah. yeah. Yes. When you're in the middle and of Sundance nowhere, Colorado, is... everybody's there for the festival. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, good, that's yeah. a good point. I think I'd prefer that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they turn it and they turn this town, you know, it's like Utah. So it's like Mormon and the beers are like 3.5%. They just <laughs> throw all of their own parties. And bringing all their own liquor and bringing all their own booze and all the agencies and, you know, companies, sales companies, buyers, they have big parties. Everyone tries to get into the parties. You know, you're trying to get on the list. It's almost a, like a the popular club feel. You know, you're trying to get in places, uh, mm-hmm. tend, to, tend to have to know people or be a part of the film. Or, um, But it's fun. Right. Like I try to, outside of my obligations, I try to keep things pretty open-ended because, you know, you might be with a buddy who's like, oh, I got a plus one to this movie tonight or I'm going to this party. I could probably get you in. And um so there's a big there's that big vibe and it's a lot of like up until four in the morning and then up again at like five you know seven eight a.m because you Mm -hmm. have stuff you got to do all day so you Mm -hmm. don't sleep i mean the most people they fly in for like three four or five days and then they're like out it's like going to vegas basically you don't want to spend more than that unless you're a sales agent or a buyer where you're actually there the whole festival doing deals all night um but yeah when the film i did at annapurna we premiered at sundance and that was a lot of fun because that was at the time I was going to be leaving the company and we premiered it there. And so I kind of thought of it and took it as my, as my last hoorah, you know, I'm going to like go out with a bang and just have fun with this. So I yeah, yeah, had no yeah. plans other than like the premiere itself. And then I just like went snowboarding. I like party mm-hmm. down. I was like, oh, sure. Yeah, I'll go see this movie. I'll do yeah. that. Which, uh, uh, which film was awesome. that? Uh, that was the one wounds with uh, army hammer, which went, mm. okay. went, went oh. crazy. Oh, that's Marky's boy. Yeah, the army <laughs> especially with the new things that have come to light. Marky oh. loves that guy. But... He's now, um, he's we now just like share a, a common share salesman or something. Yeah. <laughs> common loves human flesh. Yeah. Did you yeah. say that he's a timeshare salesman now? Well, there was a there was like a Twitter. Someone tweeted out something because his dad lives in the like the Virgin Islands and they own oh. all these like condos or something. And so there was a someone tweeted out a picture of like come stay at our seaside villa and if you need help speak to our concierge or like our sales broker and it was a picture of army i don't think he can lay low <laughs> yeah no, i thought for a yeah. second i thought you said ride share like he was driving uber or something like that no, 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 no. <laughs> i don't think he's gone that far now but no. no that's that's the start of his serial killer career <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um so uh andrew tribeca sound like it was a, a hoot um 
What do you, you are you at liberty to discuss of what you're working on now, or is it top secret? Yeah, totally. I mean, we have well. So there's a that other film that I did last summer with had Method Man and Cedric the Entertainer, Marcus yes. Spinner. Oh, yeah. And that was a very low budget film mm-hmm. that didn't mm-hmm. get into any of the festival major festivals, but we're in the process of trying to like find someone to get on and sell that. But we're mm-hmm. having trouble doing that because the market right now is really weird. Yeah. So that's one that's coming up, but there's no updates on that one. That's literally it's been done and trying to get into the hands of sales agents or people or distributors. Um, mm-hmm. So then there, then I've been developing some projects on the side, like one, I'm working with a writer and director. Uh, that are attached and this director actually might be a good film for you guys to check out it's on amazon it's called streamline and he is an australian filmmaker and this was his first film and it's basically a family drama set against uh the backdrop for like competitive swimming Hmm. oh okay um he's very he's got that aussie verite style he's very much like joel edgerton david showed i know you guys talked about the stranger but Thomas Miller yes. from the yeah. was a um, he, he's Australian, you know, so it's very much that kind of style. Um, it's good. It's it's really solid. So he's on to direct this package I put together with a writer, a short story I um, optioned, and it's kind of loosely just based on the CD underbelly of like college athletics and taking advantage of the players oh, in nice. terms of like you know boosters and the NCAA. We're of course not naming that specifically, but it takes place in one weekend over a bowl weekend and the quarterback, you know, comes from a troubled past and he's got set up by a fixer. His fixer is like kind of a foster father to throw the football game so that they could pass for like past gambling accreditation in the state of Louisiana. And it's all these shady characters involved that kind of leech off these college football players, you know, and chasing their fame. Mm. Um, Jason Isaacs is in it. it, Yeah. Streamline. Yeah. Yeah. Streamline. Yeah. 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 But it's it's very much like thing art where comps are it's drive meets uncut gems mm-hmm. meets um the movie You Are Never Really Here if you haven't seen which is fun. I love yeah. You Are Never Really Here. Yeah. Is wow. that that is that that uh, fucked up one with Joaquin? Joaquin, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I, I love yeah. that movie. Just, I have nightmares over that fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. It's, real, it's very much the hammer. that like vein <laughs> of like style and what we're going for. But okay. that's also we haven't like done anything like we're out to people who are maybe interested in like investing in it. And so far, we just we're not really getting answers. So that's the normal like indie hustle of like trying to get a movie made, Mm -hmm. and it's very very early stages. But the director and the writer like we put together like a pitch packet and like what's called a scriptment, like an eight page sort of you know mini script of like how we see it and how we want it. Because you know it's a working writer, you got to find someone to pay him to do it, and then the director will attach to direct it if and when we get it going. But I've been doing that a bit. But then on. But then recently I got an offer to produce and kind of do business development for like a major visual effects house studio. Um, There's a studio called moving picture company, MPC, and they do the visual effects on Blade Runner, 1917, the Lion King, the recent Mm -hmm. Pinocchio movie, Um, all any massive movie and TV show that's got like visual effects. It's Mm -hmm. likely them that did it. Yeah. I've Um, heard that name. Yeah. They're, they're huge. And, things like prehistoric planet on apple tv which is like they recreated dinosaurs essentially yeah. and it's david attenborough doing right. like planet earth but with dinosaurs and stuff nice. <laughs> yeah, that shit was beautiful oh. i've seen <laughs> yeah. some of that that was yeah yeah and they did that whole show but 
Yeah, it's interesting that they're starting a new division and they're owned by Technicolor, which if you guys don't know Technicolor, you see yeah. their emblem on like every movie right. mm-hmm. for a hundred years. So it's- uh, they do a lot of post-production, like finishing and coloring and things like that. But they own, they bought MPC, which was a London company that is now expanded into like 10 offices around the world. But obviously film and TV is kind of based in LA and they've created a new division of what they call producers and like business development executives. So I'll essentially be producing visual effects while also trying to bring in new business. So they're like, oh, you've done independent projects. Can you bring in independent movies and we could do the visual Mm -hmm. effects for them? And it's like, sure, you know, I don't know why you need that because you guys are massive and do big things, but they're trying to like expand for trying to get bigger. Yeah. But they're in the market, baby. Right. But not Mm -hmm. would would that be like more um steady work then for you to oh yeah yeah to take a position like that yeah totally it's a it's a full like contract you know benefits okay full-on um in-house studio so it's not what i've been doing it's not like producing but what's or it is producing but it's not like producing a film from beginning to end but it's funny is the budgets on these the visual effects budgets on these movies are like way bigger than like indie projects i've done yeah (laughs) that's wild okay you know it's a 200 million dollar movie and it'll have like a $30 million visual effects budget out of that. So you're Crazy. managing massive budgets that are much more than movies. So it's probably got a similar workflow and energy and vibe to producing, you know, staying on top of shit, talking to appropriate people. But I think yeah. they assign you to like, you go handle Netflix. Like Netflix is now your client. So you're dealing with them oh, cool. um, and you're doing that. So it's, it's different. It's new, but I, they reached out about six weeks ago and then I started didn't really take it serious and just kind of kept talking to them and every week they're like hey can you talk to this person now it was like met who would be my boss then I met the team that's our some of the team that's already there then I met the president of the company you know I just kept going down the line yeah that's they, wild like, yeah made an offer and I was like oh shit all right, okay, all right. <laughs> so it's it's a little different I mean there's the business development aspect I don't really know what that is i think that there might be a bit of like sales kind of bringing trying to bring probably in. probably yeah yeah but um yeah i just figured i'll try it and if i don't like it i could just quit in a year you know right <laughs> yeah and yeah. see it, it a whirl yeah and, good andrew, thing to have on the resume andrew mm-hmm. i was i was you were just talking about just talking to the next person in line it it reminded me like oh. i started getting this visual of you as like simon Pegg and hot fuzz remember when he keeps talking <laughs> to the next ranking police official how's the hand <laughs> oh the guy upstairs yeah, yeah. you you want me yeah. to fall upstairs yeah. the weirdest thing about it was like i've had because i'll put like my resume out there or like i'll apply for stuff or see things like production executive jobs mm-hmm. or different like you know because you could do a lot of like producing in-house and i I'd probably had 20 conversations yeah, these these conversations, like, I'll go down the road and it wouldn't go anywhere. Or sometimes it would be an indie mm-hmm. company, you know, we would talk for, like, two months and nothing would happen. Or it would be one conversation, like, oh, we're moving in a different direction, which is fine. So I went into this kind of, like, they reached out and I'm like, okay, well, here we go again. I didn't really take it serious, which I realized probably helped me. I was just like, cool, yeah, yeah I can right. do that. I don't need you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah whatever. <laughs> and then after the first time, they were Playing like, okay, cool, can you meet? Yeah, can you meet the boss or like who would be your and I'm like, sure, the EVP. So I met with her and turned out I had met her before when I was at Annapurna. She had like arranged some events when I production managed. I would go to like, you know, oh, come to this visual effects event we're having. 
because who now is going to be my boss has been in visual effects for like 20 years. And nice. we talked and I was like, hey, we've definitely met before. Like, oh, yeah. So we talked and then she emailed me like two days later. It's like, oh, can you meet who else would be in your team? Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right. And I met the two people and they were really cool. And then I met who the like head head honcho is, nice. the president. And she was really cool. And it just kept like, you know, like, oh, we're hearing good things about you. Like, yeah, you just kind of kept talking. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to we'll make you an offer. I was like, That's oh, nice. Wow. Okay, cool. So, yeah, um, yeah you know, indie, it's been, I've been indie for like three and a half years, which has been awesome. I love the freedom and like working on films specifically. Mm -hmm. But this end is the more like, you know, the stability will be nice again. And like the studio world isn't bad, but I figured may as well, you know, give it a shot and try something different, right. diversify the resume a little bit. But I can yeah. still work on my projects on the side. It's just if those projects were to actually get greenlit or go, which I feel like could take a while from now, then yeah. I would have to uh, like either just stay on as an EP, an executive producer, and let someone else run it, or I could quit and jump on that, which I told them I wouldn't do that, but you know. What else are you going to tell them? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty rad, but it will be interesting because I've not, I've, and again, I told them, like, I'm not like a visual effects guy. In the process of producing visual effects, it's, you know, you start with the shot list and then how you can create things. You know, it's a big puzzle piece and it's a whole side of the industry I know a little bit about, but not a massive amount. Luckily, Underneath me, we'll have managers and what they call bidders, people who basically just take in the work, bid out how much it's going to cost, give it back to the studio if they decide to do it, then they deal with the day-to-day -day with the manager. And then I'll be kind of like above that. And if and I need to like get involved in the weeds, then I will. But for the most part, it kind of, you just monitor the overall. Um, and then I, so I think there's, that's going to be a big part of it, but then it's going to be, yeah, just trying to find new business, new movies, new projects to come in you know how they do that or how they want you to do that i don't know Very um but uh, yeah it could be cool it could be really cool nice. yeah the so, update and see how that goes totally yeah yeah let, let, and, let me let me ask you one <clears throat> final question um i was gonna ask you if there was a jug a, a juggler at tribeca but i'm gonna skip over that i'm right, gonna I, I i understand <laughs> now what what was going on there when i here here's my question to you uh-huh I, not really, AJ, but um, <laughs> when I finish writing my Die Hard Harry Ellis prequel, would you be mm -hmm. interested in working on that film with me? Absolutely. That I just absolutely. Whole, <laughs> I never, never, never Andrew knows. Never say no. Never I haven't written no. anything yet, but it's <laughs> all in here. Booby, gotta put it on. Put it on the pages. <laughs> it's it's the pages. gonna start typing that shit out. Oh, mm. that's gonna that that. I'm your white knight. It's going to happen like in the first. I'll give it a read. <laughs> All right. I, I like reading scripts. For a long time, I hated it because that's all I did for so long. And then when you go independent, you're like, yeah. oh. I like well, reading I new projects. I don't really so, know how um, to write a script, but I did buy the screenwriting for Dummies book. So I, yeah, um, it's all you need, baby. I have a, I have a, I have a screen screenwriting book. I can I can give you TW. Oh, thank you. So okay, so just you know, that's I, I'll take that. I'll take that as a you know a, a loose yes. You yeah, know, I'm in. Yeah, gonna I'm hold in. gonna hold you to that at some right. point. I'll, <laughs> always say yes. <laughs> <laughs> So um, it's like when it's like when Dwight asks Jim if he wants to do this. He says, "Absolutely, I do." You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always say Dwight that. says anything you do. So yes, absolutely, I do. Yeah. All right. So, any guys have any other questions for for Andrew before we uh, 
talk some talk some movies. No, uh, you know, I, I've I've got one more. So it's just kind of a hypothetical. So, Andrew, you're, you know, like at a bar and uh, like you meet a a woman you're interested in. Uh, How quickly into the conversation (laughs) do you mention I'm a movie producer? Uh, (laughs) Just just out of curiosity. Because, you know, that's good. That's going to like that. Yeah. Oh, that's a panty dropper. Right? Yeah. Oh. So, so how quickly do you drop that? <laughs> oh man. I've never I have never well, first of all, in LA everyone says it no matter who they right. are. Everyone in LA is a writer, producer, director. Right. So in North Carolina, even if, it's, even if it's only in their own mind. Yeah. I feel bad. If I go on like dates, I'm always like, I know I work in the industry, it's lame, it's so cliche, you know. I know. Yeah. But yeah. you do, it does, it has like depending on where you're at, if you're like in a West Hollywood bougie area where it's like clearly the ladies are just prowling for like industry people right. you could definitely ham it up and it, it, and yeah. it could work but i've always been way too self-conscious and like feeling like such a tool uh, or a douche to be like yeah uh, you know i work yeah. in movies so yeah hey, get past that trust me yeah, <laughs> yeah you'll be start fine. using it yeah. you you'll do be see, fine. like i've been on dates before where i've kind of avoided it but then i'm just been like oh yeah pretty movies. like oh cool like what you know because everyone says that and i'm like oh here's some right. projects i worked on They're like oh all of a sudden they like work back up like oh, okay. <laughs> oh that's <laughs> a real no, movie no, no. I've i'm seen. not rich holy shit i'm not rich i worked on cool shit but yeah most people don't understand like only like one percent of producers are actually like rich <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, but, I, but I have to assume once they find out that you didn't produce you know fucking zapruder tape or something like that they're like oh this is <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a real movie yeah. totally <laughs> so all right yeah, it, it my, is that, uh, my i have friends though that have no shame and they love taking mm-hmm. advantage of whatever they <laughs> that and it works me. That would absolutely be yeah. me. I know. Like, yeah. It does. All on festival note, it's really rad at festivals because you got a oh, lot I of bet, people right? who are just prowling around looking mm. to like get involved mm-hmm. in whatever groupies, they can. Local groupies. Oh yeah, yeah. Or there's you know you skip the big line because your name's on the list at the party and you know you see who's standing in line. You're like, oh, I could just call out one of you and be like, coming with me. <laughs> easiest, <laughs> easiest thing yeah. to happen. Shoot sure. fish in a barrel, yeah. baby. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I've never, like I say, friends that could do it. I'm always just like, Ugh. if if I take advantage of, it, then I get into the parties. And I want to party. If you know, right. sometimes it gets annoying because then you find girls who are clearly just like trying to like latch on. Yeah. Eventually, I'm just kind of like, oh, you're just like bringing me down now. Yeah. Can you like not stand there any longer? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So good question, though. Good question. That is a good one, DP. All right, boys. Well, thank you. I thought, you know, for tonight, we wanted to do something old school. I mentioned maybe we were going to do The Vault, but, you know, we talked about why we're not. So we wanted to do old school pick a movie, which was, I mean, one of our, I mean, we've been doing pick a movie since the very beginning. And um, mm-hmm. we've had some amazing entrance into the, I mean, D, what was it? DP, and you picked Once Were Warriors for AJ? Was that I it? did, yeah. I mean, that's always the some... shining example that comes up for oh my God. the topic. Just... Here's the unshining example. Who picked Mystic River for me? Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody... No, that would not have been allowed. <laughs> that, that was a critic's love when we hate a movie. Real quick, Andrew, have you seen Once Were Warriors? Have we asked you that before? I have not, no. Ooh. Oh, oh my God. Um, I, uh, we're gonna pause the podcast for two hours. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> it's, after it's, Andrew it's, watch. It's, it's a New Zealand gem. <laughs> it is. It's widely regarded as the best movie to ever come out of New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means. It, it, um, Taika's got a. It doesn't matter. Movie. It's a terrific film. Or not, not yeah. Taika. Uh, I, I got him mixed up with the uh, the amb- ambiguously ethnic guy that's in everything. 
um the yeah dude from uh, the fear of the walking dead and yeah he's, yeah. he's in the oh, yeah. die hard with a vengeance mm-hmm. that's oh, right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, any, any Hoosiers. But, uh, so we decided we we're going to do pick a movie tonight, but there's five of us. And unless you guys want to talk until next Monday, we're not going to do five movies. No. So I mm-hmm. decided to do team pick a movie. So um, the Sherry boys, we picked one for uh, Marky and Andrew and then uh, vice versa. Uh, Marky and Andrew picked one for the Sherry boys. So, all right. So the, the, the way we were kind of seeing it, you know, we were thinking of a movie that like we all kind of love, you know, not even necessarily grow. We thought about a lot of movies, but some of the ones growing up, or, but movies that we've kind of quoted over the years. Um, so it, it was honestly, it was tough for us to all come together on one movie that, both of these guys haven't seen and then it must have been tough for you guys vice versa so but we did we figured it out so the movie we came up with goes all the way back to 1990 and this is mm-hmm. bill murray randy quaid and uh gina davis and that is quick change um i'll give you just a quick 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 <laughs> quick Greg, 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 is a Grug. <laughs> All right, a quick synopsis on quick it. Change. I'm not reading from anything. Um, it's just so basically, um, this is a movie that it, Bill Murray's the lead. He actually co-wrote. Uh, co- sorry, co-directed the movie as well. His first mm. um, directing credit, and um, he plays a guy that robs a bank in the beginning. He's dressed up as a clown, and uh, Gina Davis and Randy Quaid are in on it with him. Him and Randy Quaid are longtime friends. Gina Davis is his girlfriend. Um, so they just pull this heist in a bank and it goes very smoothly. And that's where shit that went smoothly for them stops. Uh, and then it just turns into this wild ride. And all they're trying to do is get out of New York, get to the airport and get to, at first it was Fiji. And then it turned into Martinique. Um, I rewatched most of this right before we came on the podcast. I got up to about, like 20 minutes left for me. It's just as absolutely fucking hilarious as it was when I was, when I was growing up, I absolutely love this movie. I think it's one of those comic hidden gems out there, but I don't know. Marky, Andrew Harvey, what do you guys think? Andrew, you want to go first? Want me to do it? Uh, uh, Let's have you go first. All right. I don't don't think they liked it. I want to go ahead and bust your bubble right now. No, I, uh, I felt like it was a waste of three dollars. What? Um, no, I didn't like it, man. I didn't care for it. Uh, I thought it was uh, boring, and the the best part was the intro, the bank robbery. Um, I didn't like the directing from uh, Bill Murray and the other guy that did it with him. I thought the writing was lazy. Uh, I thought no one really brought anything to the table as far as acting goes and some people are just flat out bad uh like randy quaid and uh the guy that plays the uh foreign cab driver tony shalhoub shalhab tony shalhoub shalhoub monk i know which i (laughs) you know i saw him i was like oh shit this guy you know i like him Uh, i've seen him in some things i know he's uh been around the biz for a long time well-known dude but it was just i don't know it felt weird you know, and it's it's the movie came out in 1990, but it was very much like an 80s feel to it, right? So it's right at the turn of the the decade there. Um, so the the soundtrack was that classic, you know, 
jazz synthetic almost like some Seinfeld shit which I can get over but it just kind of was a piece that stacked onto the like pros and cons the end of the cons pile uh, like I said my favorite part was the bank robbery in the beginning that was interesting it had my attention and then once that and then you know how they got out of the bank and then the immediate leading up to it but then just the rest of the movie of them trying to get to the airport it just felt like it drugged on and was dull to me i didn't uh i didn't care for really any of the jokes uh uh seeing phil hartman was awesome i thought that would bring some light to it but that was uh short-lived um yeah it's uh i i i could see how it would be a movie that you would enjoy for nostalgic reasons, but you said you just watched it and it Mm. still was making you crack up. And I, I don't know, man, like, and I, I like Bill Murray too. I really do. I like he's, I love him and and just about everything he's done. And I I honestly would say this is probably like my least favorite thing as a character and what he's just done as a whole. Um, Him with Gina Davis didn't fit. She was a goddamn smoke show in that movie. Mm. And Bill Murray is, uh, no one's ever accused him of being handsome. It didn't really match there. Um, yeah, you know, and then going back to Randy Quaid's character was just uh, annoying the whole time. Oh, and then there was Stanley Tucci. Yeah. That was that was interesting, seeing mm-hmm. a, a, a young, balding St- Stanley Tucci <laughs> as like this uh, little mob henchman. Um, mm. that, that was an interesting part. So there weren't enough saving things in the movie for me to say i liked it i i uh i hate to bring the rain cloud but i i didn't care for it man i didn't i didn't i didn't like it andrew do you do you feel the same way uh i would say halfway um it grew on me by the end a little bit Mm -hmm. but i will i see why bill murray has done one directing Mm-hmm. gig and that's all he's done <laughs> in terms of directing yeah. probably just can't cut it um i did think that the acting was just so over the top it felt a bit like slapstick um trying mm-hmm. very hard to kind of yeah like kind of what marky says that sort of like jazzy thing 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 like 80 mm-hmm. slapstick and maybe that's a bit of the times but um the, the acting i couldn't get over that like i thought quaid was just yeah same as marky like super annoying bill he grew on me i thought he was really annoying at first but you know he's obviously like a jaded cynical kind of new york guy pretty smooth about him so he kind of his, his character arc grew on me a bit um but same with gina and yeah the cab guy kind of really annoyed me um I thought I actually I was probably more opposite of marky though i kind of like was annoyed it just kind of jumped into uh the robbery and then the way that the robbery like kind of went down was just sort of like annoying to me it's just been like hey i'm holding this up and i was like ah! <laughs> tries to shoot it five times it just felt yeah, like yeah. it was like the jokes weren't landing because it was like every joke was just sort of like you know chronological I'm like here's a joke here's a joke here's a joke and um and then but once they i thought once i got out it kind of got clever and then yeah. i started getting into it a little more in terms of like how are they going to get away and where are they going um, I thought when the guy who robbed them, you know, what, who had it, the con man who had his broken down car, I thought he yeah. stole all the cash at first. I saw that they showed the cash under his belt. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Bags. So I'm like, wait, did he take all the money? Why are they still trying to get in the airport? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I got a little yeah. confused for a minute there. And then I thought, 
the mob scene was kind of funny, but then just a little bit like weird. Um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, and I, I kind of chalk it up to maybe it's just like if you grew up watching maybe TV shows and films in the 80s, 70s, and 80s, maybe it was more relatable for us where we grew up kind of more watching in the like early 90s on. Um, I'm like, maybe it's a time of like the humor, but then there's some great 80s and 90s movies, obviously, a lot of classic comedies at that time. So it didn't land for me. And I think that's probably just Bill probably was, you know, riding high at the time and wanted to direct something and it just didn't quite hit. But it seemed to get reviewed pretty well. I did look up some it of was reviews afterwards well. and mm-hmm. people tend to like it. So that's well, why I'm like, well, I, I think I, I think the thing is, is unlike most normal human beings, which you two guys clearly are not, most people <laughs> didn't go into this movie thinking that they were watching the fucking Godfather. Okay. <laughs> they, they they weren't watching for cinematography and you know what the fucking set direction was. They went in to watch a comedy and there was some that scene where he rips off the mob is fucking hilarious. I I, I mm. like I like that scene for sure. It just it fit mm. awkwardly in the like the narrative itself. And I yeah. think the oh, jokes it was totally were, out of the, the jokes like setting up the jokes itself were pretty funny, but it, I think from a, again from mm. a directorial standpoint, it just didn't flow. It felt really like jagged, like it felt like yeah. jokes were rigid and weren't really flowing. And it was just kind of like we're gonna jump to this and then jump to that, and then it's gonna be Gilmore stuff. You know, there's just so many like jump cuts and beats in terms of like kind of the way I feel like the comedy was supposed to land that miss. I well, think I if mean- you bring in another director that really knows how to land that i think you make that so much smoother well you know the thing too is we should definitely be comparing this to like citizen kane you know what i mean like instead yeah, yeah. Of like, <laughs> I mean, we should really look at it the same, the same well, way can, I, can I, just... I jump in here with yeah, a more rational yeah. he's, he's getting upset can i jump in here with a little more <laughs> a reasonable rational a take on this, I think. No, actually, let's keep with the irrational <laughs> shit. AJ, step aside. Right, fine, I'm done. I'm out. No, no, no. Actually, we need some rationality. Sure. AJ, yeah, I'm not done. I'm, I'm not done. I just think, like, yet. obviously, yeah, thank you, Marky. I want you to. Um, yeah, suddenly, Layer I, Kick sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, for me, not suddenly, but. Um, let me let me let me just get down to brass tacks here. Obviously, comedy is subjective, right? Like it's what makes you laugh. And this didn't make Marky laugh and or, or Andrew quite as much. It made us laugh when we watched it. Our sensibilities are a little bit different. We are old guys. Mm. And maybe, you know, the what we thought was funny in the 80s and 90s and what humor has turned into is is it's changed over time, right? And like I don't know. We thought it was funny when we watched it in 1990. Yeah. And yeah. Marky well, and, well, and Andrew didn't find it funny. The problem it's, it's is, and, and I think Andrew had a problem with the associate wardrobe consultant for the movie. You know, he's really, <laughs> really got had to get into you know, what he or she, whoever that was. Well, here's the, here's the, I will say it wasn't, I get it. I think I'm, you know, I'm thinking of like comedies as like airplane, you know, yeah, that, like, in yeah, that yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah. and sure, like airplane sure. is like, let and I was dying laughing through all that. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm thinking of things in in that vein. But again, I don't. I no, didn't no, hate no, it. you're right. I didn't. I didn't. I, mean, I didn't hate Murray. it for sure. Like yeah, it Caddy wasn't Sh- like the worst. Caddyshack's terrific. But I think yeah. I think I I grew on me. Like I say, at first it started like oh, me. but it grew on me as it was going. It's probably Dude. just a five out of ten for me. You know, I think that- Marky maybe disliked it a little more. <laughs> yeah, well, no, oh, he, I, did. I, he I, did. I he definitely did. I very much. I love Bill Murray. I love his. Uh, delivery 
uh, I love his sense of humor, the dry humor. It's right up my alley. I'm um, with a coconut. I mean, I didn't see a coconut. <laughs> no, no, no coconut. Um, but Andrew, Andrew, I think Andrew may be onto something with the, the direction by Murray. You know, he's a first time director, mm, and yeah, maybe that's yeah. why he didn't do it again. Yeah, I, yeah, could yeah. be. But man, that oh. security guard! How fucking hilarious was that security <laughs> yeah. guard? Hey, Chuckles, you got to behave. I yeah. wrestled him down to the ground. He walks in. He's like, "I'm Robin. I'm an old man," and he just hands him <laughs> yeah. his gun. Yeah. <laughs> I like to. That was I like to. Yeah. And, and then he showed me a knife. I don't know what kind. Maybe yeah, a I think knife. it was a Bowie knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now so, I hate knives. <laughs> there wasn't. There, there wasn't. There, there were a few jokes that I liked, but there, I don't think I laughed like out loud at, at during the entire movie. Like there oh. were a few jokes that I liked. I liked the uh, the con mm-hmm. man, broken down car guy, because you yeah. can see that coming from a mile away. He's like, I don't like right. this guy. I know that <laughs> what dude. Are you talking about? That, that dude's been in like a million things. I, I thought no he was a Quaid at first. Yeah. I had to look him up. Yeah. I thought he was another Quaid brother. Um, I just saw his name. It's uh, it's not. He uh, I'm gonna lose it again, but um. The yeah, I like the security guard. Like him, him kept telling the story about how badass he was. Yeah, um, <laughs> and <was> chuckles. <laughs> Jamie Sheridan is the name of the uh, guy. They just mm-hmm. he's labeled as Mugger. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, and you know Phil Hartman, him coming in and uh, waving that pistol around. Um, We're paying twenty six hundred. Yeah. <laughs> And I liked how uh, I had this guy's name up just a second ago on IMDb, but I lost it. But Red from that '70s show, I, mm-hmm. I, I did. You know, it was kind of oh late. yeah 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 yeah. He ended up being Lombino, the yeah, the uh, mob <laughs> guy. Yes, so Mister yes. Lombino. Yeah, so I did. I did enjoy that. Uh, him, uh, Bill Murray and crew bumping into like the the mob den because I felt like that was just like. A, a little bit of life into an otherwise like you know stretch of dull moments like that like you know kind of up the ante again mm-hmm. but i do agree with andrew that it was misplaced i mean it was just random as fuck but and then it built the story of lombino and then uh what's his name uh rotzinger the uh police chief like it becomes known then at that time that uh lombino was like a stain on his career Jason um, Robarts. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that kind of just kind of folded into the plot uh two-thirds of the way into the movie or later. Um, but at and then at the very end of the movie, he's in line at the airport. Also, I thought it was great that so it's Spoiler 1990. It, yeah, <laughs> it's 1990, and they're talking about oh and i like the bus driver too this the super punctual yeah. bus Behind driver the oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah the guy trying to get on the bus with the guitar yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that was a good scene I, that's one i was cracking up at probably more than anything yeah. 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 this movie's yeah. fucking funny man well, it was very random it was very random yeah but yeah. the the uh the you're talking about getting to the airport and he's like how much time is that gonna be he's like i can't tell you that with the, you know the guy with the the busted leg he was like well if you had to guess like 21 minutes and then so he, he bill murray calculates it and he's like all right that gives us nine minutes until the flight takes off and that was okay for them in 1990 he's like yeah. if i can make it to the airport within nine minutes yeah. of flight yeah. takeoff then i'm okay right which those are better times yeah right. mind-blowing pre-9-11 yeah right fucking yeah. Bin, Laden, bin laden ruins everything right and I did, as like, someone that flew a bunch certainly before did. then 
you could absolutely do that. I have done it personally myself. I got there 10 minutes before my flight was leaving and got on the flight. It was amazing. Yeah. Right. I mean, granted, it's out of Providence, so the yeah, dude. I but, used to fly you know, out of Manchester. And, and New you Hampshire. boys out of Providence, That's yeah. <laughs> you boys would have to be out of Providence, would you? The businesses of yours were from. I mean, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but the, and then seeing a red at the airport, and he's like mm-hmm. chewing out the uh, you're, you're a glorified stewardess, get a real job, <laughs> and he's just like giving that guy shit. So uh, and then. It turns out he's Lombino, you know, it was kind of cheesy and on the nose, like right there at the very end, uh, with the pot singer like coming in. But um, you know, they're true. I, I I guess I like the beginning and I like the very end. Um, but the middle was just kind of like filler, and I was having a hard time. Like there was little pieces here and there. Um overall, I didn't like it, but I could see how you know it's a nostalgic piece for some people. Um I was honest, I was genuinely hoping for uh, a TWU said like a comedy gem. And I was, that's kind of what I was hoping for when I started. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I've never watched this. I, I'm going to go in blind. I love Bill Murray. I like Randy yeah. Quaid too. He's got a fucking psycho. Bill, Bill Murray is a gem. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was really hoping for something. It was, uh, it was, you know, it was a letdown. It, it was for me. Yeah. Um, I hate to bring that to you guys because usually we align on quite a bit, but um, it didn't it didn't well, land for me. Maybe maybe I'm just having a bad day. You know, kids were screaming. <laughs> had to go to Christmas tree shopping. Uh, I would I, w- I would agree too. I mean, I would say it kind of it missed the mark for me. Also, I did have a bit of expectations because that era was good for comedy. And then you had early was, young Bill Murray, you had Gina Davis, you had Quaid. You know, you had all mm. those roles and him directing. I had, and I had heard of it before too, but I mm-hmm. didn't hear much about it. So I was kind of like, oh, I wonder, you know, I haven't. Heard, I, I refrained from looking up too many reviews or anything beforehand. Right. Um, but and like I said, it grew on me as it started going. But I think the other thing, to Marky's point of like, it felt like kind of like a lot of filler in between. It was like set up the story pretty well, even though I thought it was kind of, in my opinion, strange. But then and, and then it ended pretty well. But I thought the mob thing was funny. Yeah, I just misplaced because then they kind of became you know the punch to the third act it, it of like did. the it, final it bit where like then critical. they they yeah they kind of became the guy and you're like well they just got introduced like 10 minutes ago <laughs> like <laughs> randomly running in there uh, i thought the guy who stole the money would come back in some way or stole their car you know would come back in yeah. some way down the road and things like that but it, i mean again doesn't that's the one thing about comedy you know as AJ said it's like subjective so yeah, you don't yeah. really need to structure it in like a way that makes sense from a like it a just needs art. to make you laugh right it's just totally it's just whatever you think it's totally funny. yeah um, i did i did like uh some of the different bank patrons at the beginning um when they're all in, the, in their, when, yeah. before you they're know Randy offering Quaid, him you, his watch right yeah yeah it's like i'll give you 300 dollars for it and he's like oh look okay and my timex, and my timex. <laughs> yeah. um i and this movie was rated r um but what oh, yeah. what wow. in this movie would constitute right? what what would happen what happened to this movie that would constitute an R rating? Was it the language? Maybe the standards were different back then. I don't I don't know. They mentioned blowjob yeah. at one point. Maybe that was enough. And yeah, then, maybe like, that's uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they drop like enough f bombs in the movie? To Not, I didn't think so. I mean, Gina Davis. Robard throws a few. Gina Davis they, called somebody a pussy a few times. That was a fucking car horn. In the very beginning, there was no nudity. No. Unfortunately, 
Yeah, would have been cool to see Gina Davis in a prime. She ever gone naked? Would have been Mr. Skin. Would have been cool to see Would have been cool to see Bill Murray. I mean, Gina Davis. Although I will say, so recently at least, some shit has come out, like where Gina Davis has talked about how kind of creepy. Bill Murray was. Well, there's there's and, been a lot of Bill Murray. Have you heard that? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know about the Gina Davis one. I'm not surprised with how much his name's yeah. been coming yeah, up lately. It, specifically for this movie, when she auditioned for it, that uh, uh, Bill Murray was a bit of a creep. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I was hoping uh, that would be the biggest uh, complaint about it. But mm. I, I I still find it fucking hilarious. I mean, there's so many classic lines that, like, the three of us still throw at each other all the time. They, Dude, I made the know, Bowie like, knife quote to you last night for Thanksgiving. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I saw a sign, Phyllis. <laughs> like, it's just random shit <laughs> that it just burned in our memories that, yeah, we, we loved it. it. It made me laugh quite a bit the first time I saw it. Which, granted, was 30 years ago. Can but. I also say this? It was definitely a... Um, uh, a, sh- a lot of the movie was a, a a shot at the way New York was changing at that time. I did enjoy that and, one. Yeah, yeah, and a lot yeah. of people who lived in New York for a long time before that really resisted it. They hated the way. So that that's that was... It I was shitting that, on New York yeah. pretty much the entire movie. Which I love, mm-hmm. because, by the way, fun fact about me, I fucking hate New York. You know, <laughs> 100%. It sucks. I don't, I don't mean the fucking Yankees, or I mean the actual city. I hate yeah. it. I've been there. I don't know why people jack off over it. I hate it that city so it much. Sucks. It sucks. And anybody from New York doesn't like it, you suck too. How's that? <laughs> yeah. It sucks. It's super expensive. It's a waste of time. That city. It's so bad. Like it was too crowded. So too in Central Park. Yeah. Some you saw two homeless guys fucking in Central Park. <laughs> Man, Great. That's why I yeah. like it. Well, Wait, no, that's why DP's a fan. <laughs> But, well, yeah, New York's like fine. an early twenties city. A few years when you're like twenty two to twenty five, and you yeah. Get out. Right. yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, in in this movie, the um, the uh, destruction of like the classic buildings and like the rising uh, rate pricing, rate price, yeah, uh, rent price uh, is mentioned several times. And then um, at the very end of the movie, when they're hitching a ride on the um, the uh, luggage train. Hmm. to the airport you see a sign on the wall that says something about lombino real estate yeah yeah so like not only is he the bad guy but he's part of the problem of the city like he's he's mm-hmm. uh the one that's like tearing down buildings you know that's how i took it yeah um, i did too yeah. and raising rent so um yeah it, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it too um just how it was it was interesting because 1990 but it's almost relatable. I mean, it's very much relatable now. And just, you know, the insane hikes and rent pricing and yeah. just the, the destruction of old architecture, architectural facades and all that stuff. So Phil Hartman talked about paying $2,600 in 1990. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I clocked that too. I was Holy like, they're talking shit. about those rent prices then? What is it like 4500 <laughs> now? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like who? I would never pay that much money to live in that dump. Anyways, yeah, and then uh, <laughs> Bill Murray's uh, fake story about buying a house me. out, 
out in Woodstock. He's like, yeah. it's not much. It's a fixer upper, but it's $300 a month. They're like, God mm-hmm. damn, that'd be sweet. But you know, I yeah. went to Woodstock and now you're waving a gun around like yeah. Charles Bronson. Yeah. From Woodstock to Charles Bronson in 20 yeah. years. Yeah. And he gets sad. He looks at his gun. <laughs> yeah. And then the car goes flying down. Okay. You can shoot us now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Fine. You didn't like it. I'll stop busting your balls. Moving on. Moving on. The more time. we talk about it, though, like, I, I, that's this is what I, I think I like about most about this lines. podcast. It's one of my favorite things about doing the podcast is uh, whether you like something or you hate something or, you know, the, the more we talk about it, there's there's things that, you know, I watched this movie by myself earlier today and mm-hmm. I was bored and came out kind of annoyed. Like I said, that's like a waste of three dollars. But here we sit and talk about it and start re talk, talking about all the different scenes, the different lines. And we've done this a lot of times before on these episodes where our ratings either bump up or bump down yeah, um, mm-hmm. from the way we talk about it. And um, I'd say, you know, with talking to you guys about this movie, it, it, it bumped it up about a half a star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. All right. Well, all right. We got to move on. We're going to move on from this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to harass you guys any longer. Yeah. No, I, I hate knives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was a Bowie knife. Yeah. Look, Chuckles, you got to behave. <laughs> Chuckles. That's the best part about that whole thing is the fact that when he walked in, he handed him his gun. Right. He just said, yeah. I'm an old man. He was oh, only upset long. that he was trying to come in right when the bank was closing. That's and then the only Bill Murray Oh, thank him. you. Yeah. I, I did like how he, he uh, it, it that's seems smart like he, to, that's smart to go in right when the bank's closing. Yeah. Right? yeah. It seems like he enjoys that revolver. Bill Murray, he's, he mm-hmm. shoots at the camera with right, that Beretta, the camera with and he misses it like six times like, and then he uses the revolver. He's like, damn, this thing is good. <laughs> Great. Ah, all right. Well, yeah, I still love quick change. I do too. I still love it. I get, I watch it. It held up for me, but yeah. All right. But we got another movie to talk about and we get to do a few other things too. So we got to, we got to get rolling here. Uh, Marky, Marky or Andrew, whoever wants to do it. Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you load up the movie that you uh, picked for us? All right, Andrew, I've been running my jaw for a little bit. You want to talk about or introduce the movie that we picked for them? Sure. Yeah. I um. So first, I'm guilty because it's been a very long time since I've seen this movie, and I meant to watch it before this, and I didn't have the time. Well, I did have the time. I just got caught up watching World Cup, so I uh, did not. But <laughs> yeah. I um. It's a good game that. today, though. So yeah. this, understandable. Yeah, this was our like uh kind of college era, and this style of filmmaking was around for a bit um mm-hmm. at the time and it kind of represented sort of like the cool college day like co- college films at the time you know like somewhere like boondock saints sort of um but we ended up going with a classic daniel craig a layer cake movie mm-hmm. by or not a layer cake movie but the movie layer cake <laughs> directed by matthew vaughn who also produced movies like lock stock and two smoking barrels which was great mm-hmm. but uh yeah layer cake is what we went with 2004 um, 2004 that's right and um yeah, I, I mean that's 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 where we left it. I young, yeah, yet. young Daniel Craig, uh, a real young Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. um, Sienna Miller, Smoke Show, Ooh-hoo-hoo. Michael Gambon, um, these Dumbledore uh, in the Harry Potter movies. Who's that now? Michael Gambon. Oh, okay. Um. There's a, a handful of other guys that, that, you know, I always make the joke that 
the UK recycles their actors and actresses. Like uh, if they're in the business, like you're going to see them again and again. So these, this has the wheelhouse of some people that, you know, Um, but whoever, one of you guys uh, wants to kick it off. I know AJ's already taken a little piss on it, but uh, (laughs) if you guys want to pick it up from there, let us know what you thought about the UK drug movie, the layer cake. Yeah, you know, can I can I kick it off? Because uh, here's the thing, I um, I fucking love Matthew Vaughn. Um, like I thought as a director, I thought like Kick Ass was fucking great. Um, X Men First Class, so good, amazing. Yeah, and then he completely won me over with uh, Kingsman. The Secret Service, that first Kingsman movie, is did he do the one, first one of my favorite movies. Well, he did He's both done of them all. Didn't he? Yeah, he did all three of the them. The first one was fantastic. That first one is one of my favorite movies. I fucking loved it. I think this guy has, uh, and uh, like I said, uh, like I've watched all of them. I had never seen Layer Cake until today. And I, I love Matthew Vaughn's style. I think, uh, you know, like everything he's done since then has been amazing, and, and that was a cool thing with finally watching Layer Cake. Um, I saw all kind of, I guess you could call them like the seeds of what has made all his other movies fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I think he missed a little bit here and there with Layer Cake. I don't think it was perfect, but I thought it was fucking really fun. Um. I, I love Matthew Vaughn's style. I thought Daniel Craig was great as the lead. Um, story-wise, it got a little convoluted for me. But overall, that whole kind of... I, I mean, to be honest, it, it, it's a common storyline of the... Like, you know, I just want to retire. This is my last right. job. And, you know, <laughs> you shit goes haywire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I did thoroughly enjoy Layer Cake. Um, uh, like I said, I love Matthew Vaughn, and and I'm actually kind of uh, slightly embarrassed that I've never actually seen this one with how much I love his other films. So the fact that I finally saw it, um, I, I like I said, I love seeing kind of the origins of what Matthew, what made Matthew Vaughn the director I love now. Um, overall, this is a fun fucking movie. And there's a couple things that, like, like I said, kind of dragged a bit, but overall, fucking super fun. I, I really enjoyed Layer Cake, and, and I gotta say thank you. For finally making me watch Matthew yeah. Fon's first fucking movie. You know, because, I I didn't realize. Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah. I recognize that name. Um, I'm I'm really guilty of uh, like the, the behind not behind the scenes, but you know some of the people in other roles directing, and I can remember it, an actor or actress. Like it's uh, I got a weird tick where I can remember what they were in, um, mm. but when it comes to uh, these other roles and jobs in the filmmaking like i i saw that name and i was like oh i know that name like what Mm -hmm. do i know him from and it wasn't and i didn't look it up but here you are rattling them off i'm like oh fuck like i've seen just about everything that guy's done yeah marky we talked about him because you told me to watch 
watch the Kingsman movies, and I ha- I haven't watched them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, it's I also uh, we did an episode of like who's next. Yeah, where we, we right. listed who we thought would be the next big director, the next yeah. big yeah. actor. My pick for next big director was Matthew Vaughn. Well, we talked about it. he's got that Argyle movie style. coming out, which looks incredible with Henry yeah. Cavill. That looks it's gonna yes, be that right. looks yeah, great, yeah. and it's yeah coming out pretty soon. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and I. I I think he's a great director. I don't think this was his best uh, outing, but you see, like, all the things that made him a great director are kind of sprinkled through this movie. Right. So, so before but overall, um, really good. I'm so glad you guys finally made me watch it. So before yeah, we get too I, far I enjoyed into, it. Oh, okay, uh, I was just gonna say before we get too far into uh, or asking the next guys, I wanted to see where this was on his directing list. This is the first movie that he directed. Yes. 2004, Layer Cake. Yeah. And then it was yeah, Stardust, was 2007, one. Kick-Ass, 2010, X-Men mm-hmm. First Class, 2011. It's also, for, for more context, too, on kind of behind the scenes, he produced Guy Ritchie's movies before yes. this. Yes. So if you haven't, if you've yeah. seen Lockstock and Snatch, I mean, and they're all kind of similar mm-hmm. in vein mm-hmm. and tone, you know, and so why he came out with Layer Cake. His whole story about how he kind of got into it is pretty interesting, too. I can't, I got to watch mm. it again. It was a while ago. But he, uh, but running in that crowd at the time, you know, those were all like the kind of cult hit college movies, you know, and so Layer Kid right. yes. came Snatch. out of yeah. the Guy Ritchie, Lockstock, and um, yep. Snatch movies. I've, I've got yeah. an affinity to towards uh, British, like, underbelly crime syndicate movies, you yeah. know, or like soccer hooligan crime, like all that stuff. Like, I don't know if it's just because we watched so much of it during college and like now it's just kind of burned into my tastes, but um I can't get enough of that shit. So and it's also the accents, I think. And the fact that hey, they're not allowed to like really use time. guns. So they're always like punching <laughs> each other. And they're like, oi, you over here. And well, just, like, I, clock a well our face. other idea was Bronson, which is also another British crime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And freaking fantastic. If people another, And Tom Hardy too. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, hey, DP, and that for whole sharing. Group, which, by the way, that whole British, I, like that one guy same um vinnie jones yeah yeah you got tony <laughs> i think he was in Lockstock and all those like yeah, vinnie them, jones yeah. is that ultimate like the pinnacle British. yeah <laughs> you know he used to be a professional soccer player or football player and mm-hmm. for a for a period of time he held the record for the fastest red card, I think it was, <laughs> for, <laughs> for headbutting a guy as soon as as soon as the match started yeah Oh, he had that until um, actually Tim TW actually broke that record. Yes, three seconds into a game, got a red card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, nice. <laughs> true. That's true. Oh, so TW, after you got that red card uh, mm. in three seconds, and then you watch Layer Cake. Mm. What did you think of Layer Cake? Uh, begrudgingly, I really liked it. Actually, I really now wish I fucking hated it. Um, but Thank I you actually, for being honest, I actually really well. Let, let me be clear. I liked ninety nine percent of it up until the final thirty seconds. I thought the ending sucked. I hated uh, that ending too. Uh, but but the rest of the movie was good. First of all, I think Daniel Craig's performance was outstanding. I think that's what led him eventually to 
end up being the new James Bond. You know, right? was, even the gun he picked. Yeah, like, like the way he was carrying it. I'm like, yeah. I saw the the mm-hmm. Daniel Craig Bond. People do track back to this movie for James Bond. Yeah, I yeah. thought the I thought the pacing was great. I I did find at times there were so many names and so many characters that I found myself getting a little confused. I had to um, look shit up. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had to keep pausing. I'm like, who the fuck is Paul? I'm like, go back. Oh, <laughs> that guy. Yes. Uh, look, I had to Google Me image. Like, oh, that fucking guy. All right. You know, yep. I found that a little tough at times. But look, I thought the pacing was great. I thought the acting was great. I liked the story. Uh, fucking Sienna Miller. Jesus Christ. Oh, I wish I was walking out of the bathroom like in, in that. Oh, hey, Lord. Right. Like, that would be like, the say... worst thing that ever happened to me. Like, if that was what happened to me. I was about to bang yeah. that broad. Oh my god! Get kidnapped. Um, yeah, oh. Can I just say, like, I'd be like, that, just throw me off the fucking building, you know? Just that look of like the, you know, the garter belt oh. with the fishnets. Oh, that yeah. just does it for me every oh, that time. Girl. Holy oh, shit! But um, oh. no, it was. Mm. It, it's good. It's 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 a good <laughs> flick. Again, the the again, I, I always get a kick out of out of. British guys like just being angry about stuff, right? You know, like remember when they <laughs> first came, like, oh, they talked to the what was, what was the guy's name? The uh, the Duke was that his name? The the Duke, yeah. The Duke oh, was the so guy that fucked up. Don't treat yeah. me like I'm a fucking mug. Like when he yeah. did, like I love that stuff. Um, one of my it, favorite lines from that movie is when he says, "Stop fucking saying that to me," and he's just <laughs> yeah. yelling it the whole. Well, time. Remember at one point, I think my favorite line was Daniel Craig's on the phone with the dragon, that guy. And he's like, oh, yeah. I want you to come mm-hmm. over. Oh, we'll make some coffee and squeeze some juice. We'll talk about this. Like, adult. Yeah. Like, okay. He's like, oh, do you know where I live? And he's just like, no. Okay. Fuck All off. right. Then go <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> uh, that was really cool. Yeah. So, no, I really, I really liked it. I, again, the ending needs a, it left a lot to be inspired. Yeah. By. Yeah. I, I was going to ask. So I'm at fault here for not watching it again as I should have. How did it end again? I can't recall. That little I mean, I remember it's kid. Oh, Anna Miller's boyfriend fucking showed up and shot that's right. daniel that's craig that's yeah that little like, 120 pound cunt shows the, up the little the little coked up club kid that's yeah he's right. a duke's yeah. cousin or whatever nephew sandy mm-hmm. or nephew yeah, yeah. He's, he's a little twat and he yeah. just shows up. that's the way it ends that's so right. stupid that, that bothered me but other than that i really liked it so you know i i, I can speak on well, i'll just go ahead and say now i enjoy the ending just because of the idea that it's uh chaos and randomness at the end where uh the man with no name essentially daniel craig because if you look in the credits and he says at the end if you what's my name Mm -hmm. if you knew that then you'd be better than me or whatever um and the credits he's labeled as like triple x or something yeah Yeah. xxx yeah and and even like when you have the closed captioning on yeah like and it shows who's talking it just says xxx so he he is incredibly intelligent and plays all these people very well and goes through this whole thing even when he had he had his own plan to get out and then he had to adapt and then but he he did and he was still on his way out and he actually made it even higher up than he did before all that to say he was in control and then here's this little piece of chaos this little piece of shit that just comes up and plugs him and well, it was, think, it was, it was his only loose real. end it was his only loose end in the whole right day. but it, it's it is yeah. real you know because yeah. he's still his girl and yeah. it's it's a little uh it's a little shitty part of life mm. but i know aj's been stewing over here and right yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah let's I'm bring in the let's bring in the closer interested. is the closer ready <laughs> 
Mariano ready to come in? I'm not. I'm not stewing. Wait, man. hold on. Can we just play Enter Sandman for a second before you come in? Do, 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 do. You know. You know why? I, you know why I deserve that because I have been shitting on movies lately, mm. um, and I'm about to do that right now. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm still full of shit. I unbegrudgingly hated this movie. Okay. Wow. I, I figured this is a movie you would like. No, With did I hear him earlier? Passion. He said something about having to piss on it. I, I felt I it. I hated this movie so <laughs> Why? much. It's like flames How? on the side of my face. <laughs> Burning, smoking. Yes. I think that's gonorrhea, man. You might need to go see a doctor. And maybe. Uh, it's probably my hemorrhoids. <laughs> but that's a weird comment. But. <laughs> No, I, you know, I started watching it and I was like, oh, this is an interesting setup. The guy's like out, like laying out his whole operation, how he does this stuff. And all of a sudden he became a fucking moron. Like, you know, like, yeah, he, he does make some dumb fucking choices. Right. He became a moron. And then, like, I felt like from that point on, like every scene, Matthew Vaughn was saying, oh, this scene just happened. And now I have to explain that scene with this next scene. Yeah. And then explain that next scene with this scene and explain the prior scene with this scene. And like, that's how the movie went. And I got so lost on the thread of the f- plot that I couldn't even follow it. I couldn't even follow it anymore. Like, it was just, I think Daniel Craig was confused. Like, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even know what he was supposed to be doing. You know, you know, he gets, he gets, he gets uh, uh, punched. And, and beaten up and taken to the top of this building to, to get accosted by this weirdo when he was about <laughs> to bang this chick and she doesn't so know sad. where he went. Like, about to bang this broad. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, right. I guess I just I guess I just didn't understand how we got from A to B because it was such a weird it was such a weird route and I didn't uh, like it at all. I started falling asleep about like halfway through. And I was like, I woke up and I had to rewind it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck is this movie going? Where is it going? Like, I thought the writing was sloppy. And I'll explain it. I thought the writing was sloppy. Like, they, they, they have a scene. And then they're like, okay, this scene is this. And now we have to explain it with the next scene. Mm-hmm. And then we have to explain those last two scenes with this next scene. Yeah. And Flash then back. we're going to jump to this next scene just explaining the thing from three scenes ago right. it, it just got it was like a it was like a weird and i know he produced the guy richie stuff it felt right. like a cheap knockoff of Lockstock and or snatch to me like he Agreed. was like copy and pasting but not and then adding his own thing which he didn't do as well agreed in my opinion Fair point yeah yeah no it is fair and it's um uh with all three of you guys saying uh, something similar about how you got lost in the plot and like you've just seen it once for the first time right andrew mm-hmm. and i have seen this movie i don't know a dozen two dozen times because this yeah. we had it on dvd during college and uh thinking back on it i surely thought the same thing you know just being lost but we watched it so many goddamn times the plot is chopped up and mixed up and it's flashbacks to attach a a thread of a plot that makes right. sense and mm-hmm. right can i just say it's almost like he for 
he forgot something and he was like, oh, let's tell you about this now. Because right. I completely forgot about it. I thought he forgot about the blonde chick for a while. And then all of a sudden we <laughs> see her again. I'm like, oh, he's trying to wrap that shit up, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah, I just didn't it, get, I just didn't get it a lot of the time. AJ, like that whole scene where Morty beats the shit out of that guy in the restaurant. Oh my God. I, I can't believe I didn't bring that up. Yeah. Like, like that, that was like, so why? random. And then yeah. they tried to make it pay off later yeah. and it didn't pay yeah. off. It, yeah, yeah. It didn't matter at all. No, I, I, Still like that. I haven't watched the movie. I started. I just didn't today. get that part. That was just like, yeah. why? That was. But that was so... the guy that put Morty in prison. No, I, right, uh, right. They explained it later with a bunch of exposition that I didn't give a shit yeah. about. No, but... That's the problem. I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. I don't care why that happened. I don't even like. I don't even know why it did happen. Even after it had nothing to do with it. the movie. It really, right, other than there was right. some connection to Eddie Temple. Other than that. I guess it. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. There was there was always a lot of loose threads going on in this movie. And I guess none of like it the added up the way. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no I'm not saying it gave uh, a little depth to uh, Morty or Moriarty yeah, or whatever right. his name was. I just thought it was useless in the movie, but like, but in saying that, that guy Eddie Temple, I forget the name of the actor that played him. Yeah, Michael uh, Gambone. I okay. Is that oh, is that that's the dude? Yeah, I liked him a lot. So fucking good. I liked him. A lot. And Jimmy Price. He's I thought a, he was he's a great actor. I thought he was he's, the best performance in the whole movie. He's a great actor. I just didn't. I don't know. It didn't land for me at all. A lot of these scenes were like so disjointed to me and they didn't add up right. And it felt like style over substance. You like in a lot of in a lot of the yeah. scenes, like they were trying to be very stylized with this. They were trying to be very lock stock or snatch. Like yes. trying to be that. No, I think I don't mm-hmm. I, you're on to something. I mean, that's definitely what he was trying to do. Andrews pointed out. I mean he was a producer on all these things. Right. That's where he cut his teeth. And this is where he's mm-hmm. trying to like pull some inspiration from. Right. Not even long after it. Right. Because it was like nine, late nineties, early 2000. This film was 2004. Yeah. And on mm-hmm. the heels of that, he's doing this. Yeah. As his first film. And I guess his first feature film, he's got a lot of backing obviously, because he produced a couple of films. Yeah. I uh, mean, this, this had to be pretty fucking big budget. Right, I mean, yeah, 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 I think, yeah, yeah a lot of good totally. actors, a lot of yeah, like lo- location Scenery, shooting, yeah, location, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, it's definitely more stylized over structure for sure. Uh, but that's a good way. Of uh, it, was, it. it was a bit of like a uh, kind of at the time, you know, I suppose, and kind of what we were talking about with quick change. You know, at the time, it was a bit different in terms of uh, mm-hmm. people like that. Acceptable. I mean, I. I like if you go into like that kind of thing, you know, I like the visuals of it. You know, I appreciate it kind okay. of the cutting back and the unique angle of storytelling instead of just a more structured version. But again, it does become a confusing at times, you know, a lot of well, like, a like narrative threads are like maybe, maybe that and... speaks to you and I, Andrew, and like what we fucking I mean, because these these guys here. Yeah. Like, yeah. They they get their hard ons in uh, 1990. Uh, Bill Murray and Gene. First, well, first of all, asshole! <laughs> I said I like player cake. Look, I really actually, enjoyed actually, the movie. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm a snatch. I'm a, a, snat- I'm a snatch fan. Actually, I've I heard like that about movie. you. I like the <laughs> movie Snatch. Yeah. I like sna- I like Snatch in general, but I also like the film Snatch. Yeah. So, I'm going to tits me myself. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's oh, not about it's not about that. I think so it, I, many. I, th- oh, I think I think I think yeah. I think the film needed a little, a little, a little more love. Like in that regard, I don't know. Yeah, I'll be like, curious. Like to like the snatch again. gets, like the snatch yeah, gets. What a lot I say? Of love. We're steering right into this now. All right. Yeah. 
Um, no, Marky, really I liked it. it. Don't get mad at me. No, I no, like I'm, not, I'm not. I, no, I was just Marky, trying to... don't get I'm mad, mad at, at you. Just... Don't forget that. I'm yeah. mad at you right now. Uh, uh, but again, like for me, it was like I saw all the seeds of... Matthew what Vaughan's made me work. love Matthew Vaughn as yeah. a director? Like, see, that's that's the, the thing. Yeah, like the shit yeah. he did in fucking Kingsman. Like, uh, I, I saw those. it all here, and I was like, "Oh, this this is where he started," and I love where he went. Well, from and it, kick, so. Kick so that's is, interesting. Kick-ass is very visual too. Yeah, But that's really very interesting. Much. What what yeah. Dan's saying is that he went into this with a perspective of loving Matthew Vaughn and yes. having seen some of it like more later refined, you mm-hmm. know, more, more, um, um, I don't know, successful work, I guess, you know, yes. like stuff yeah, like, totally. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he's seeing this as like, you know, the launching point or the jumping off point for a director he really loves. Yeah. And I get that. That's a different perspective. I don't know much mm-hmm. about Matthew Vaughn. I don't think I've seen anything else of his. Did, he he wasn't the Planet of the Apes guy, right? He did he did two two of the X Men's. They're very yeah, good first too. Class. First yeah, class, first class is so good. The highest yeah, rated yes. ones, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So I haven't seen any of those films. So like, mm-hmm. I'm coming in, I'm coming into him as like I'm seeing my first Matthew Vaughn film, and it's Matthew Vaughn's Matthew Vaughn's first film. Right. You know, Dan seeing it as like this oh, someone that loves Matthew film. Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's seen as someone that's seen Matthew Vaughn and seen like his accomplished works and like, mm-hmm. oh, where did he come from? Where, 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 where are the roots of Matthew Vaughn? That's nostalgic. Yeah, nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and seeing those like, me, so. yeah, seeing those yeah. pieces of what he would become, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. Yeah. Well, I, I, liked I didn't it. like it. I liked it. <laughs> I enjoyed I it too. I that loved it. But, you know, and I said earlier, I'm, uh, I'm guilty of just liking a, a real good or not necessarily real good, but any kind of UK crime drama. I mm. I love seeing the underbelly English crime stuff. It's or soccer hooligans. I don't know why it's always been fascinating to me. Love the Cockney accents. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Euro trash. If, uh, I, I love Euro trash. <laughs> if you love that, you should check out this movie. It's called In Bruges. <laughs> um, I fucking love you never heard of it. You guys who ever heard of it? But... Best. You know Bruce. that was the movie that Andrew suggested that we pick for you guys, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we, oh no, that would be a great pick." But one. I already badgered the hell out of these guys to watch it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's officially in the vault, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah we, so. we put that in, in the vault. It it should is, be. Yeah. DP had to had to watch it, but we we, mm-hmm. we put it. And in the as soon as I did, yeah, that's in. That's fantastic. Damn, that's a great phenomenal film. And incredibly excited for so Banshees. Mr. Harvey, do you have any closing thoughts about Layer Cake? I know you haven't watched it in a while, mm. but... No, I mean, well, hearing all this, it kind of makes me interested to watch it again. Yeah. Um, it's on Hulu. Free, yeah, yeah, you can watch it for but free. I, I just know, I'm able, from what I recall, follow along with the, like, narrative threads a bit. Um, I love, yeah, UK crime story i like that they pulled a couple different narrative threads like story points and i feel like they're mm-hmm. kind of going between all of them at once and it is tough to like kind of keep up with it but from what i recall back then i i never really found it too much of an issue or confusing for me at the time um, but i also like that style you know like i could certain pro- certain films i guess 
if you know it going into it like visual sometimes is better than structure it can can be in my opinion sure. i mean like i i mean well i shouldn't even say this, this is kind of debatable because i don't even think outside of magnolia it's like pta a lot of his actual scripts if you read them aren't really like great like there will be blood is like a straight up visual masterpiece you know yeah um, right. yeah and great dialogue and then you have like obviously like the top actors in the world who are doing it um so i respond well to that kind of stuff and of course layer cake is nowhere in the same stratosphere but in terms of um how the how he pulls to pulls it together and you know see rob's the like what he gets the million dollars of ecstasy pills and then he's also going on his like last recruit to go find the girl um right. and and he gets caught up with all these like bad mean mug figures i feel like to tell that kind of in a fast-paced way that they did i thought he pulled it off pretty well um mm. but I do again. I need to watch it again um, and figure out if there is anything that would kind of jog my brain. It's like, all right, I can see where that goes, where that goes. But uh, reading those kind of scripts, by the way, is also a nightmare. And so I think it's like mm. uh, pretty oh, tough to get I'd something love to like hear that. About that. <laughs> yeah, and it can be tough to like get something like that greenlit. You're sort of just fully trusting in the director to be like, all right, yeah. well, you know what you're doing here, <laughs> right? I, I right, can this, this shit looks crazy. Like, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if um, if I could if I could kind of add to that though, I um I think a lot of the acting performances and the character development really kind of like sprung the story too. What was the, the name of the guy that was Jimmy Price's right hand man? He was the guy with the curly hair. Oh, Cole Meany. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I forget yeah. the I forget the character's name. He ends up like beating up Daniel oh, Craig at one point. Gene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He slugs him. Yeah, and he's like putting him in the ice box. Yeah, and then he plays on the tape. Oh. You know, so there's there's things like like that where uh, some of these guys really brought something to the table as far as uh, performances and the turning in the character. Oh, and, God. I like the loyalty in these crime guys. Yeah, I'll, go I'll ahead. tell you, I'll tell you the, the the performances were not bad in this film. Mm. Um, yeah, Daniel Craig was good. Cole Meany. I mean, um, uh, the side guys like uh, the, the the baddies, like they were all good. Mm. They Dude. were all good. They they performed uh, girl, like what was the girlfriend's name? Slasher or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's that, like, she was horrible. good. The Duke was good. Like, the all she the was good great. Girlfriend. She's somebody oh, too. I forget right, they, her. I, I would say they all busted their asses in their roles. Like they did. How they badly did, did you job. want to punch her in the face? <laughs> these guys are wanted for Serbian. Oh, Sally are, Hawkins. She's been in a bunch of oh, shit. These, yeah. these guys are wanted for war works. crimes, ethnic cleansing. <laughs> that looks that looks heavy, love. Right. Do you want to put that down? All right. Well, listen, boys. Um, we're we're I, we're up against it here. We, we've been running a while, and I do want to talk about some stuff before we uh, before we close because it is our hundredth mm. episode. Mm -hmm. um, and I wish I'd asked you guys this question beforehand. Um, but I'll ask the question, but then I'll I'll say what mine is just to you know maybe give you guys a few minutes. Are there any specific in these last ninety nine episodes, like any specific episode that you know you? I mean, Mark uh, Andrew's been on for only a couple. You know, we did the Annapurna one. You know, like but um, this is actually Andrew's fourth episode. This is fourth. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, this is your third. fourth one. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a blacked out in that third one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just thinking, I was like, I thought I only did three. But are there yeah, any yeah. episodes for you guys, like over these last few years, that kind of stand out that you know you you love, like that you look back and? Because I'll tell you the one for me. I'll 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 never forget this. This was um, back in September of 2020. Um, 
it was it was the night we did pick a movie with the Once Were Warriors night. I know I'm going to the well mm-hmm. here, but yeah. not only did we do Once Were Warriors that night, but we did we did Bound. Um, we did the cooler, which I think I picked for maybe, uh, for and then Mark, Marky picked Green Room for me, which I fucking mm-hmm. loved. But Good movie. it wasn't just that night that we picked four great movies to watch and talk about, which they all were really amazing. Um, but that was, I remember that was the first episode there when we were done and I was thinking about the show. I was like, all right, this is actually. This is actually pretty fucking good. You know, like because our first few episodes, we were so raw. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. You know, like, we're just yeah, like, the fuck, you know, we we're just talking shit and none of our we had no like technical stuff. Like we didn't even order shit for, for the podcast yet. Like it was just like we didn't know what the, <laughs> we were doing. But that was the first episode where I remember being like, wow, this shit is actually kind of fucking good. And I, and, and I look back now and that was, you know, 88 episodes ago. And mm. like, I'm not surprised that we were able to make it that far, you know, especially when we pull episodes like that. And we've done some brilliant ones since then, too. But I remember that was the one that maybe I know, like, listen, all the tournament shit was so fun and all that. But like, I, for me, even going back, you know, all, you know, two, over two years ago, I think that was my favorite episode we ever did. And I really ah, loved nice. it. So, yeah, that was a good, that's a good one. one. Yeah. Fucking green room, Marky. Oh. Yeah, oh, it, really, really good movie. Oh, yeah, God. it's you bringing that up. I'm like, damn, we we picked some good ones that night. Yeah, we did. Jesus Christ, I mean, like it was overshadowed by Once for Warriors, but Bound and the Cooler, and I mean, they, they, these are these are Cooler's really, really amazing, amazing flicks. So, um, you know, like I said, you know, uh, the the Laughing Stock tournament was great. The villain stuff was great, and you know, we had a lot of fun. But yeah, that was that was the one. DP, do you got one? I, I got one. God, and I love it. I actually, I, I've talked about it to other people, and I'm like, you need to listen to our podcast and hear this. Because one of my favorite episodes is, I truly feel like we completely, completely nailed it when we recasted Clue. Yeah, <laughs> I think our cast yeah. of the new version of Clue would be absolutely the best thing. Mm-hmm. They could, like, there's no other cast that could be better yeah. than what we came up with. Um, uh, like, I, I loved that we all fucking threw out ideas and we all mm-hmm. debated. Mm-hmm. And I think every one of us had like a couple of our own picks that made it to the final mm-hmm. You know, cast um, like it was such a beautiful collaborative Mm -hmm. effort Mm -hmm. to come up with this perfect, perfect fucking recasting of Clue. Do you know? And I fucking love it. That's my favorite episode. My favorite part of that episode was when we were recasting um, Yvette. And I and I said Cat Dennings, and you guys all thought about her tits and went, "Oh yeah, okay, that's yeah, her. that's we'll, perfect. We'll, we'll yeah. Move along, it's her." <laughs> Big jugs. You're not wrong, <laughs> homie. I don't, even, I don't even think we all even threw all our ideas out. You just heard those tits and went, "Yeah, the, she's the one." Yeah, that works. <laughs> so I know you guys probably don't have the phone up and scrolling through, but AJ, can you think of any yeah. ones you loved? Or oh, Mark has his own. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. No. Um... I think this has been brought up, but 
Uh, one of my favorite memories is critics love them, we hate them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 that's a good when one. We, when we skewered Mystic River, yeah. but yeah. I don't mm-hmm. remember. I don't remember the other three films. I wish I did because. <laughs> And the reason I don't remember is because we skewered Mystic River so bad that it's got one of the like greatest quotes we ever had on the podcast. <laughs> and that's, uh-huh. Is that my daughter over there? Like, <laughs> just have I think DP captured that as a soundbite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I think I also passed out at the end of that podcast. Yes, that is the one you went out. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just got video of me like passed out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're just like, <laughs> yeah. We, we, it's an audio podcast, people. So you're never going to see that. Yeah. I don't right. think. Yeah. I, I don't think. Well, but, do, you, do you remember? Do I you remember do have the video saved. I will. Well, say I will say this. There was an episode a little while back where AJ wasn't on. You had like a work thing. So you weren't on. So we like had, we just played your sound bites all night. And the Booker Man told me that was his favorite episode of all time. He was pissing himself over the sound bites. <laughs> So that we got some great ones from you. We really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was one of my favorite episodes. Is it? You know what? I love movies, mm-hmm. and we all love movies. That's why we're doing this. Right. Um, we love each other. Whatever. Like, would you? Who gives a shit? Whatever. We're doing this because we love movies, right? But mm-hmm. it's great to be able to get the let out, as CW says. Um, that episode, and yeah. Just shit and, on movies. And just shit oh. on movies. <laughs> Critics love them. We hate them. We need to do it again. And it's one mm-hmm. of my favorite memories from 100 episodes, guys. Love I'm it. super yeah. thankful to have have gone on this journey with you guys. And that's one of my favorite my favorite things to have done. Mark, can, nice. can you think of one? Yeah, well, I've got a couple. If I can, yeah, can I do like a, uh, like a runner-up? And uh, I, I guess maybe... If, 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 I, if I'm going to pick a, a runner-up, I think it's the episode where we talk about the outfit because um, mm. mm. we all collectively uh, just pulled our pants down on that one. <laughs> and like, yeah. we, we all like, we didn't know how we would like it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was uh, one we decided to watch and we all kind of came in uh, like, I like how we do it sometimes where we don't talk to each other beforehand uh we don't yeah. say anything before we start recording and then once we hit record we start spilling how we felt about the movie mm-hmm. and one by one all of us were like you know goddamn i fucking love this movie <laughs> right. yeah. definitely definitely a panty dropper that one yeah we really <laughs> no, that was the episode that i had to miss yeah that was the same one aj was on so we were doing the aj sound bites that night too yeah but you missed that one aj <laughs> yeah which I was upset because, like that, I, that's a movie I knew you would have absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. You did, and, so. and I did love it. I saw it afterwards. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that's that's my runner up. But like, I think one of my favorite ones that we've done, and I think we should do some more of this. It's kind of limited in the scope that we can do it. But whenever we've picked these outside roles inside the film, um, and the one that we talked about, our favorite uh, composer. And our favorite oh, music yes. film. Yes, I, I, I was fun as fuck. I really I mean, yes, that. that was a good time. That was that was a cool, uh, not only a trip down memory lane, but also informative for me to like find mm-hmm. out who some of these people were and what else they had done. And it also kind of moving forward opened up my ears to start paying attention to this stuff yeah. moving forward. Yeah. So I, right. I really like that one a lot. I, I still think about that now. Like, I love right, I love that. What's pick. this? Yeah, I what's this person pick. 
thinking, you know, because that's a very crucial part. Um, and it's one, it's one you don't like necessarily um, actively think about as you're watching a film because mm-hmm. it's entering your ears throughout the, the right. process of watching almost film. subliminal, yeah, yeah, wow. subliminal. But yeah. when it's really great, you notice it, like we talked about a yeah. couple of weeks ago with yeah. Werewolf by Night. Like how great that yeah, fucking man. soundtrack was. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. god, that really kept me in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Did we did we yeah. talk about uh Hitchcock's composer for Psycho? Yes that night. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that I mean it's iconic. It's iconic. Yeah, but, you know, it's yeah, it's a great one. That's a great episode. Andrew, I don't mean to put you on the spot. And yeah, I know you, my, you probably aren't listening on. to all of our episodes, but but Marky, Marky, hold on. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask my oh. close personal friend, oh, yes, <laughs> Andrew Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew, you've only been here for a few episodes, but do you have a favorite moment from when you've been here? I I I've, I've actually I've been scrolling through the episodes that I've listened to. Oh, nice. There's nice, there's nice. a lot on here, unfortunately, that I need mm-hmm. to catch up on. There's 100 or 90. But one uh, yeah. one I really enjoy. I like the uh, overrated underrated series. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's a good yes, one. Yeah, that was right? really good. I, I feel like I clicked on a lot of those, and I like the. I think because I I realized I forgot I was a part of this one, but I like the mm. overall series, not just obviously. I'm not that vain to like the only one I was on, but the laughing right. stock was pretty mm. good. Right, yeah. the, the, that good laughing stock yeah, was, was fun as fuck, right? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, like, I think we were super invested in it too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, the uh, the tournament bracket style, you know. Um, oh yeah, were always fun. Yeah, um, that was great. I, yeah, yeah. Laugh, overrated underrated was good mm-hmm. because I feel mm-hmm. like overrated underrated always is going to create a lot of debate and arguments. Right, you're, definitely you're splitting hairs when you're talking about overrated, underrated, yeah, different people's opinions. Um, and then laughing stock, yeah, that's what those were probably the two that stood out to me as I've like looked back through this. And I totally mm-hmm. forgot, you're right, I thought this was only my third time on, it's my fourth because I forgot mm-hmm. I did, yeah, you I was did supposed a laughing stock like episode a, with us, yeah, yeah. like a pseudo- oh, that's right, mm-hmm. crazy, yeah. that's uh, right, but those were, yeah, he was a tiebreaker that favorite. night, yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, yeah. 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 What was it? The Naked Gun, I think, came out on top. Yeah, right? Naked Gun it ended up certainly did. Yeah, it did. The funniest yeah. movie of all. Officially, yeah, that's the funniest cool. movie of all time. <laughs> we make that us. call. Yeah. We make that call. Right. <laughs> we decided that. So, Andrew, have you heard yeah. that they're going to do a remake of the Naked Gun, supposedly starring Liam Neeson? Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I don't know why they would ever do that, but yeah. I've heard it come. I've heard. I've heard. Or read a little bit about it and heard mumblings about it, but who yeah. knows if it'll ever actually? Yeah. Why, like, why? Why? Why remake the funniest movie ever? Yeah. 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 We recast like it ourselves, do. but yeah that 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 was a pretty yeah. good one though. Another like what what could be another set of laughing stock like? What other genre could you do? Yeah, we gotta we gotta think up our next um, tournament. Well, the only thing I could think of is only because AJ has gotten into like Marvel and stuff like that. I was thinking maybe like going through doing like what's the best superhero movie or something like Ooh, that. Oh, that could, yeah. that could be a fun uh, tournament. I started yeah. working on that recently. Believe it or not, DP, I made I made like seven spreadsheets over it. I know that doesn't. <laughs> wow, talk what a- Another what a shock. TW has only dabbled into it. You know, he's got yeah. multiple Excel files. He dabbled. Right. There's only seven spreadsheets. Right. He's got seven, <laughs> just seven spreadsheets. Yeah. yeah that's just scratching those. Yeah. I, I just, that was just a day. You know, so um, there's some light research for me. Uh, but 
<laughs> I have problems, but anyway, so yeah, it, it, listen, guys, I know we got to, again, we're probably pushing time right now, but mm-hmm. um, it's been, it's been great. It's been, God, it's been awesome. 100 episodes. Jesus, right? 100 episodes. Two plus years, uh, two and a half mm-hmm. years we've been doing this. And uh, like we said, we talked about this, this all started because we were bored during COVID, you know, and they shut us down. We couldn't do anything. And it, even before we did the podcast, um, what would happen was we would get, we would have these family FaceTime calls and, and we, there would be like 12 not, of us. On I'm not going to give myself credit, but I, 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 I was the one that started that. That's true. And so you did, yes. What, what ended up what would end up happening on all these FaceTime calls would be like twelve of us on, and then like suddenly me, AJ, DP, and Marky would get into like a movie conversation, and one by one, everyone else would start yeah, dropping out. Dropping <laughs> yeah, and just be the yeah. four of us, and there'd be the for four another and, hour yeah. talking. Yeah, it would be the four yeah. of us and double like M standing next to me, yeah. and like yeah, like two o'clock in the morning, we'd still be up talking movies, and then. One of us was like, "Let's do a podcast," and then we just did it. Like it was, yeah. just, it was, yeah. it was nothing else to do. Um, so mm-hmm. it was, it, it was, it was out of COVID boredom. But it, yeah. it's really, I can't believe it's morphed into one hundred episodes. But I hope we got a hundred more in us. So uh, I, I do uh, believe. I, I think the straw that broke the camel's back was this line: "We have to do a podcast." That's <laughs> 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 what did it. Yeah. <laughs> I will say maybe my favorite Sounds thing, right. my my favorite yeah. thing that's ever happened with the podcast is the vault noise. If if you remember that, AJ. oh yeah, oh. remember how much I enjoyed the vault when we put one in? Yeah, you couldn't catch your breath. <laughs> you, you mean this one? That's it. Yeah, it's the one. <laughs> it's great. It's just great. I love it. It never gets old for me. Every time something goes to the vault, there it is. Yeah. But you got to open it, close it. All right. Anyways, um, so uh, Which can, I, can I just say, like, my sound bites are in like alphabetical order. So yeah. vault closing is right before we needed to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are right next to each yeah. other. We have vault closing and. We have to do a podcast. <laughs> Was I making fun? Was I making fun of you that night? I don't remember. No. I, I make fun were. of all yeah. of you. So. All right. Well, listen. It's it's been a, it's it's been a night. It's been yeah. Christ, it's been a great great couple of years. Couple of years, man. <laughs> Woo! Damn, I can't believe it's been over two years. But I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't know if anybody else has a hundred more episodes in them. We'll we'll see. All right. I mean, it's not like movies are going to stop being made. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, our boy over here is going to make some uh, himself. So, yeah, uh, it was great, Andrew. It was great having you so. tonight, bud. Yeah, yeah thank you, us, Andrew, Andrew, for joining us again. Yeah, yeah what a what you're always welcome. Yeah. I'll be here for the two hundredth for sure. Yeah, keep us posted, maybe a couple man. in between. Definitely keep us posted on your life. Let us know what's going on. For sure. um, well, you know, once I you know finish my screenplay you will we'll talk we'll, we'll mm-hmm. <laughs> you know guys i have For to say sure. I, I, sometimes as we're like um planning our week and we're talking on the movie console thread or whatever the text that we do mm. i i forget that andrew's on that i yeah. all the yeah. time i forget yeah. andrew's part of that yeah. Yeah. I, I think he get, i think he's intentionally in a bunch of group texts 
That way he just gets text messages so he looks more important to people. <laughs> oh shit, my phone's going off. I gotta, I gotta yeah. do this. Oh, smart. <laughs> right? Oh, I just got a text. Give me a minute. Yeah. Right. Right. He gets right. to walk away. Yeah. Right. Not gonna respond that. to you know, us, That's but... a brilliant idea. I need to do that myself. <laughs> uh, oh, but, but, but you know, and then when I remember that he is like when he'll respond from time to time, I'm like, oh shit, Andrew's on this. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes we'll ask him a question or he'll just jump in on something out of the Yeah, room, yeah, like, randomly. Fuck? Like that dude's yeah. paying attention. Right. I lurk in the shadows. And yeah. Then every now and then yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, there's a lot of times I've written out a response. I'm like, nah, I'll respond later. <laughs> I'll wait for another one to come up yeah. and I'll respond. Uh, that is perfect. <laughs> First honorary member of the uh, movie council. Yeah. Yes. After right. after That's the right. first episode that you did with us, I was like, mm. I'm gonna include Andrew on this text thread. And then next right. morning, I woke up and I was Never like, oh, Fuck! What did I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have I done to my? I just Marky yeah. was like, yeah. and he, and he, and he, about that. You can leave yeah. if you want. No and he never that. left. Yeah. <laughs> Still on it. All right, yeah, I need the movie oh. council updates. You know, I got to be. Yeah. 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 Well, listen. Definitely. Perfect. I think it's about time we call it. Um, again, listen, great couple of years, great hundred episodes. If anybody's got a hundred more in them, I'm, I'm in. I'm in for it. Well, oh, yeah. this movie's, yeah. this movie's yeah, coming out very soon. More. That we need. Yeah, to lots of stuff coming out. We're coming into Oscar season. It's a lot of shit coming out. So we will get into more of that. We'll get probably get back to some more reviews next week. Is my guess. Um, we'll talk about that later on. But um, listen, if uh, if anybody has been listening since episode one. And you've been able to deal with fucking us for a hundred episodes. You are the second coming. A of true the- champion, yeah. So um, yeah. thank you so much for everybody. You know, and we talk about it sometimes. We get people listening all over the world, and it's it's really, even though listen, we're not breaking records, but it's humbling, you know, to to mm-hmm. knowing that people weekly listen to us. It really is you listen to our nonsense and my degeneration and all of that stuff. So. <laughs> Um, it, it is humbling to know, and uh, it's been a, an absolute blast. And we're gonna keep going, and there's no stopping here. So, mm-hmm. um, in case, unless you guys got um, anything else, well, thank you to you guys, thank you to all our listeners. We're, we're we love you guys, thank you so much for, for, for listening in every week. And uh, we will be back next week with episode 101. Andrew, thank you so much again for being on. Yes, it is always thank you, Andrew. You. You are welcome anytime, even if you're just bored one night and want to shoot some shit about movies. You come on anytime. You're you're always welcome. So um, for myself, for all my boys, AJ, DP, Marky, Andrew, you guys have a great weekend. We will uh, a great week, excuse me, and we will we will see you or you will hear from us a week from now. Thank you so much. 100 episodes, motherfucker. Woo! All right, guys. Love you. All right, then. We'll talk to you next week. Good night. All right. Night, night. Good night. Peace out. The Movie Council is adjourned.